0: Previously on All Things Good and Nerdy.
1: When they showed Thanos, and of course I was like,
2: oh my god! This
3: <laughs> big freak out moment. And I had like six or something. kind of turn and be like, who? i like, I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. <laughs> I had Admiral Ackbar in the back of my head going,
0: it's a trap. Boy, all right. Things Good and Nerdy is a uh, pants optional podcast. <laughs>
3: Always has been. Color pants. I
1: don't
3: know pants. <laughs> Man, been. I'm I'm
1: glad I'm glad I erred on the side of not pants then. like, well, my mom lives in Texas, I was just going to forget and give her a phone call, but I can be son of the year and buy Hulk and Spider-Man to be on my team. <laughs> <laughs> this is a win-win for me. You're such a good son. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> I really hope she's not watching this night. Oh, nobody
0: watches us, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
3: it's the circle of Xbox. I want to destroy your life, fuck your mother, and teabag you. And when you see him come out, you're like, "Oh my god, what is this idiot going to do?" And in, right into the camera, serious look on his face. I'm looking forward to getting a blowjob from that blue bitch. Terrorists play Xbox. Well,
0: <laughs> maybe they use Xbox Live to communicate. I don't know.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, oh, not just, oh it's not just—it's not screaming twelve-year-olds only on there. There's Al Qaeda. <laughs> <laughs> How would you tell? is threatening to, to, like, destroy your way of life. Isn't that a common occurrence on Xbox Live? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they teabag you.
3: I have boobs. Look at my boobs. Do you want to cut them? Sucks. I wish I could cut them. <laughs> uh, we are good. We didn't break this time. This time. Uh, this is, I think our easiest episode start ever. Uh, hello, oh, everyone. Welcome to another wonderful Wonderful week of all things good and nerdy. Uh, Once again, I'm out of hay, and I'm tired, and I've played too much Diablo. Uh, That's all I have to say. No (laughs) such thing. That's all (laughs) I have to say. Um, We'll move on to Chris. Any opening statements, Chris?
0: I'm back again. I'm sorry.
3: Sorry, daily dose of bald. Um, (laughs) Something has to be. (laughs) Uh, Naki, do you have anything for us today?
4: I do. So, I've been... I've been gone, and I'm sorry. Uh, I actually started writing for a web series that debuts tomorrow. So check out Kryptonian Spade on uh, YouTube, and she is debuting Double XP tomorrow, and then next week is the premiere of uh, NFT, which you'll find out what that stands for in the in the actual web series, but that premieres next Monday, and that will be what I've been writing. Um, I also have a book starting called *The Alternates*, which uh, you can read on my blog at uh, one nerdy cupcake at wordpress dot com. Oh. That's my intro today. Yay! Hi. Thank you. I and... can actually say I'm doing something.
3: Like <laughs> <laughs> that's new. Um... <laughs> thanks and our, our guest host this week um, is okay he's still here is like <laughs> someone left is Andrew Uh you have any opening statements Andrew
1: I have nothing to declare sir other than uh, you guys should follow me at twitter at k-a-p-e-l-l-u-s-c-h shameless self-promotion
0: we're okay. all about shameless self-promotion
1: yeah the, the Stan Lees of the, uh, the internet's tech Dan Lee. Uh, he
0: does shamelessly self-promote all the time. It's constantly.
3: hilarious. I don't know. Well, that's what you got to do in this day and age. It's she's true. Like a sh- it's a
1: society of intro- or extroverts rather, so
3: yeah. I I'm, I'm trying to break myself into using Twitter, but I hate that crap, honestly. I really do. And she's back, I think. It
0: has its uses. I use it more than I do like Google Plus.
2: <laughs>
3: of course, all I really
1: use Google Plus for is this. <laughs> I never stop twittering just never just constantly so it's uh it's uh it's pretty good co- it's cool though it's it's nice to be able to talk to uh your favorite creators and uh uh you know famous people and just people you're just hanging out with so it's just it's it's nice and I run tons of contests on there because what I'll do is I'll uh I'll ask for requests and then I'll draw superheroes for people just for free so
0: I can vouch that I've gotten a couple drawings <laughs>
4: Me too. I, I
3: have, have two. I have my own custom hero. If you actually look at the overlay, it's like right there today. I'm just, just throwing that out there. I, I have an artist that uh, does a lot of stuff for me. Her name's Z. And uh, she, she drew me as a superhero. It was awesome.
4: I talked there <laughs> in the chat one of the times that I was stalking the chat because I wasn't here.
3: Yeah. Um, I guess we'll get right into things. Um. Start talking about something. Uh... I think the biggest piece of news right now um, is uh, honestly um, Diablo 3 and its amazing <laughs> amount of sales. I mean, uh, was it, I think it broke the um, Amazon's pre-order sale record. Um, it did. Keep in mind that that record was set by StarCraft 2. And before that, World <laughs> of
0: Warcraft. So, so they kind of beat themselves up.
3: <laughs> yeah. But um, has anyone besides me actually got a chance to play it? I'm doubtful. I know you two have uh, bad computers, no. and Andy says he's busy. Never have any time. Yeah. See, y'all
4: make, yeah, make fun of me, because uh, my laptop is, like, ten years old, and I'm pretty lucky that I'm even on this right now.
2: <laughs>
4: so, and I'm pretty positive. I I, I I, thought about it one time, and my laptop started smoking. So, this should be a poor choice, I think. Um I, I can't even minecraft on here, which wha, anyways. Well, minecraft addiction it's bad
1: i was uh I was doing some research in preparation because why not? Um, and actually by research, I mean that I was Wikipedia things about ten minutes before I got on here. Um, but uh, I was reading about uh, I was reading about uh, Diablo three, and I was a huge fan of Diablo one. I absolutely loved that game. It was, it was so simple and just pure, just sort of dungeon crawl. I had just discovered D&D about a year and a half before I started playing it. So like, I was like, this is amazing because there's like three classes, you can go and Dungeon Delve. And, and then Diablo II came out uh, pretty quickly after that because I, I was a late bloomer, uh, as, as usual. And uh, I, what I absolutely hated about Diablo two was it was so much more complicated just so much more just like i mean there were tons of more character classes and like i ended up just like basically my buddy had the expansion pack and i just played the druid the entire time um but like you know like i've been looking at uh diablo 3 and is it i mean it just seems like it's so overly complicated like so far away from its diablo 1 roots is that is that true is that your impression of it or
3: um it It is and isn't. Um, It's not quite as complicated with, as Diablo 2 in the fact that you don't have to try to allocate these stat points. They actually do that for you now.
2: Because, That's great.
3: Because that was one of the parts that a lot of people could not figure out how to do well in Diablo 2 because like, you get five stat points and you have four places to put them. Where the hell are you supposed to put them?
2: And, <laughs>
3: and um, I, a lot of us, like myself, who played it way too freaking much, you know, we figured it out over time, but for someone yep. getting into it... That was really freaking hard. Um, I understand exactly what you're saying. It's like, whoa, I don't know what to do with all this crap, and, the, and all the skills, and then you get like 99 skill points.
1: Well, <laughs> there was like a run. There was like a run meter, and I'm like, this is because I would like you they know got starting at like, shit. Thank God, bar- barbarian. I was like, run meter. Why? So, yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was, it was crazy. No. I don't know, and I was looking at a couple of the classes. Uh, what have you played so far? Uh,
3: mostly Witch Doctor. I have a Witch Doctor I'm about halfway through Nightmare Difficulty on, and Witch Doctor is so much fun. Oh, my God, lobbing flaming skulls at things. When,
1: when I first saw it, I was really concerned, though, because it looks super racist. Like, just throwing just <laughs> it out there. No, it does, because like, it's like, it's, like, it's like deep in the forest, there's these noble savages that you know, and it's just like it's just like you can't say that, man. This is like the 2010s, dude. But no, like I don't like I just I don't know. What I I was I was looking thing? at it looks like a fun class because it's sort of like a necro druid sort of weird class. But I was like I was like you can't say witch doctor. Yeah, witch doctor is a, is a valid term. I mean witch doctor still exists. Yeah, yeah I'm I, uh, yeah, oh, no, I'm not I'm not trying to say that it doesn't. I'm just saying that, like, I don't know, maybe maybe they could have uh, thought of something different to call it necro Druid or something, or I'll, I don't I'll, know.
3: The other thing I know, really, about classes-wise um, is they look complicated because there's these skills and then there's the runes. But a lot of the times, the runes just let you tweak the skills for certain um, events or bosses and whatnot. It's... it's it's simply complicated, basically. if that makes any sense. It seems complicated <laughs> to look at it, but once you start playing with it, it's really simple. Um, and it's not nearly as complex as D2, but there's more there than there was in D2, because of the rune system. Um, I've also got to play a little bit of the barbarian, which is still basically the same barbarian as been in D2. It's run up and smash things. Um, Big tank basically. Except now you can have a female Barbarian, which is really weird. Because there's a male and female version of every class this time around. That's Um, that's
1: awesome.
3: It is awesome, but still it's really weird to me because I was so used to D2 and all the Barbarians were this big hulking idiot dude. (laughs) (laughs) um, The Wizard is OP. The Wizard is really OP and will probably be nerfed in a patch. Okay, so
1: please explain what OP and nerf mean.
3: Uh, uh, OP is overpowered, and nerf means that they will um, reduce its abilities in some way, shape, or form. And probably okay.
0: too much the first time.
3: Yeah. The reason that I'm, I'm, I'm calling out the a wizard as being OP is so far it's been the only class that's been able to beat Inferno Diablo. <laughs> like the hardest mode of Diablo, and that's because it makes itself immune to damage and runs away the entire time. It's like, I can't take damage, and that thing's gonna kill you while I run away from you. <laughs> it's like necromancer times thirty, except it's uh, it's just one thing that it summons. It's like a hydra that does a butt ton of damage. It's like yeah, I have summons, and I can run away on my witch doctor, but my summons do shit for damage. <laughs> it's like thirty damage a hit on a on a zombie dog. Yeah, that's that's gonna kill Diablo with his like thirty million HP and. 20 hours 30 hours <laughs> so, yeah. well did you
0: see that there was folks that there were some Korean folks went into the speed run the day it came out I guess like day one they did a 10 hour speed run and beat it in nightmare mode I guess
3: yeah look Korean
4: you can't yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like but this is in starcraft <laughs> hey hey be nice to us Asian folk yo hey you know, hey, they
0: made StarCraft like a national sport in Korea. It's awesome. The, the, it's the, on
4: TV and everything. The tradition
3: changed. You can't marry a, a daughter until you beat her father at StarCraft too. That uh, means you're screwed. Yeah, basically.
4: Um, uh, Well, <laughs> I the, never planned on getting married anyways.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's... Like, it, they're so good at that game. It's ridiculous. Um... But, yeah, Diablo's fun. If you have a computer that can play it, you should play it. If you don't have a computer that should play it, you should buy
1: a new computer and play it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was I'm subtle.
4: I'm on that I'm track. just going
1: to go uh, sh- put some uh, shovels of money into a wheelbarrow and walk right into Best Buy. Thanks, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, problem Kidding. one, Best Buy. <laughs> expensive oh, place.
4: Why win. Best Buy?
1: Why Best Buy? Um, I was, I don't know. I worked for him, actually, once. It was awful. Well, it was okay. <laughs> I, was
4: say, I had an awful like, block. Do you, you want to kill yourself? No. It was like, well, it
1: was like, uh, the, the thing about it was, is like, let's pretend like we're working on commission, but you don't actually get commission sales. So it was... That's real good. I was, I was the top salesman in my region, not to brag too much, I was the top salesman in my region, and uh, I was still getting my boss, like, pulling me aside, and he's like, you're not selling the right amount of cameras. They're not, not high enough margins. And I was like, come on, man. I'm like, I'm selling more cameras than everyone else. Who cares what percentage of margin profit you guys get? So, and they have, like, little anagrams for everything. It was, it was nuts. Stay away, from, stay away from big box stores. Go to yeah. Newegg or something. So...
3: A lot of times there's like
1: small computer
3: stores in your area. If you have one of those, they're usually really, really nice um, and really knowledgeable. Tiger
4: Direct is right
3: by me. Dog. Tiger Direct is not a small store, though. They're they're, they're a huge conglomerate, but they're cheap. Yeah, they're awesome.
4: But they're they're fantastic, so that's okay. Uh, They
0: run some hella awesome deals. But I
4: guess Can we get sponsorship sponsorship? Can we get some money for this? <laughs> Tiger Direct, I will endorse you. Uh,
3: I guess since some anyone who's played Diablo we'll move on.
4: I've watched you do the live stream on it.
0: That's been fun. When there weren't server issues on their side. Have they fixed
4: that yet?
3: Yeah, it's all pretty much taken care of. I mean Error
4: thirty seven. Error thirty seven. <laughs> you've heard yeah.
3: about that. You have to expect though, when you have the like the largest pre ordered game in history, no matter how much you prepare, something's going to go wrong. I mean, and the people who complained about all the things going wrong have obviously never worked with networking and servers before in their sure. life. <laughs>
0: the joke we had going with it is hey, finally the Mass Effect fanboys are pissed off over the end of the game can bitch about something else.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, those are probably the same ones that were on the Diablo forums. This game's too hard. I keep dying. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> You're supposed to die. Don't be stupid.
0: If you can play Diablo without dying, you're a better man than I. Well, I mean, or you're cheating.
3: I'm gonna say within within one to two months, someone will beat it without dying. Um, it's just because well, that's what hardcore mode is. You know, you, you die, your character gets deleted, and you, you move on. I I imagine in one to two months, someone will actually be able to do it. But that's one to two months. That's a lot of preparation and learning the game and strategy, and it's gonna take time. Oh yeah. I um, guess another topic we can move on to, um, we'll probably get more into Diablo in another episode. I need to find other people who've played the game to be on the show, uh, <laughs> 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 um, it's cool. If Michelle
4: comes back, she's been playing I think.
3: So <sighs> um, We'll probably move into the, uh, the announcements on the uh, Avengers Blu-ray, it's been a lot of announcements on that thing apparently. That
0: Blu-ray is going to be freaking awesome.
3: Yeah, it's, it's it's just ridiculous. I was looking at that and, like, all the stuff that they're adding to it, and...
0: But you're not getting any of that stuff on the DVDs where they're getting people. Like, all those deleted scenes they have on there, you don't get on
1: the DVD. No. D V D Shut so, up. I buy DVDs because I can convert them to MP4 files and then uh, put them on my iPod. Mm.
4: For those of you who haven't figured it out and quite technical. technically... Poor. Technologically, di- wow. Use your words. Techno- <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking.
1: Tech- technologically uh, <laughs> impaired.
2: Well, a lot of
3: Thank times
1: you. The. Uh, Thank you. The Blu-ray comes Technological with
3: DVD anymore too. So.
0: Well, they've got like eight deleted scenes on this though that they just I'm talked just about.
3: Forward.
0: that's. A-, a couple of them are ones I really want to see. Like we've talked about the one before that's rumored about Steve Rogers meeting. 80 year old Peggy but the other one there's an alternate opening it's an interrogation scene that's all they really tell you and there's an alternate ending that's also an interrogation scene and I have no idea what that's going to be but I want to know what they are because I love this movie
3: (laughs) Uh, I went to see it again uh, I've seen it
0: three times now
3: this last uh, day before yesterday we went to see it I saw it again yeah when my when my uh when my power supply bricked, we were up by the theater. So like, let's go watch Avengers again. <laughs> and uh, at the end
4: that's
3: of a it, people, way to deal with it, it is. people uh, were, after the uh, shawarma scene, they watched it, and they were like, all like, man, I wanted something cool after the ending grudge. I stayed for that crap. I'm like, you all suck. That was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, when I went and saw it yesterday, there was, the theater was maybe like a quarter full. Like, everyone got up like, right when the credits started and I just started laughing and there's a couple sitting behind me like, what, what? And I was like, there's credit. There's scenes during the credits and after the credits. It's like, oh, and the woman looks at her husband and goes, I told you so. They didn't turn the damn lights on in this theater. And I just
3: started laughing. <laughs> I
1: told you so they didn't turn the damn lights on. That's, 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 that's thinking right there. I've only seen it uh, the one time. I'm going to go a second time probably early this week when I have a couple of days off uh, from my job. But... um you know, I I I really enjoyed the uh, the Marvel movies um, the, so far leading up to them. Um, you know, Iron Man one was very good. You know, uh, Captain America was very good. Thor was very good. Uh, the Ed Norton Hulk movie was very very good. Um, but uh, you know, it's just uh, being a DC guy just have a huge amount of you know it's it's you know it's like I went to go see Iron Man and I was like this is gonna suck. You know, because it's a comic book movie, you have to go see it. And then I was like, you know, that's actually pretty impressive. Like, I could have done without the metal clinking noises for an hour and a half after he gets the suit, but you know, that's that's fine. So, um, but uh, you know, and so it's been it's been very nice to see the buildup kind of come to fruition in the Avengers. And uh, um, I know that you guys already talked about it, but personally, I'm I'm looking forward to uh some of the Steve Rogers man out of time stuff, meeting Gail or you know, yeah. an old old Bucky, although they're probably going to bring back the him as the Winter Soldier, like he'll be frozen too.
0: That's what um, they seemed to hint at in the first movie.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, but, you know, whatever. I think that bringing Bucky back was a huge mistake. So, but that's just me. That's just my personal really opinion. Was. Um. So, anyways, you know, and after he was back, I didn't have a problem with him as Cap. I actually thought it was pretty cool, but like, you know, the fact that he carried a gun, I was like, come on, man, really? So, I don't know. But yeah, I'm looking forward I'm looking forward to seeing some of the uh the alternate scenes that come out.
2: Yeah,
0: I it just I'm a Marvel fan, I fully admit that, so it makes me really happy to see them doing so well with their movies. But at the same time I really want to see D C start to succeed as well because there's so many good D C properties out there and I had <laughs> hope for Green Lantern and then I watched Green Lantern. And it made me think sad inside.
1: The thing the thing about Green Lantern was it's it's like Episode One, Star Wars Episode One. The sum of its parts should have added up far greater than the whole of the of the of the movie. And that there were just there were so many good things about the Green Lantern movie that get overlooked because oh you know Green Lantern sucks or whatever. So like but it's like no like it was you know Ryan Reynolds did a serviceable job as Hal. Uh, he was actually an amalgamation of Hal uh, uh, Kyle and just a you know like a, a kind of a guy sort of a uh, mindset at the beginning of the film I you know can that. so i mean you know johns john sort of like uh, uh, you know diggity and, and and getting down to business wasn't represented but he was an amalgamation of you know basically all of the green lanterns uh, you know that had come out so far and i think that that's why it suffered um so greatly was because he didn't really have a, a direction which was conducive to um, you know, sort of perpetuating the, the story or, or making it, wow, I lost all of my $5 words. Um, uh, <laughs> sort of moving, moving, the, moving the film forward uh, more quickly and then slowing it down in certain spaces would have been greatly appreciated. They should have had more interaction with the court, definitely. So um, that's, and, cause that, I mean, that was just the best part of the movie was seeing Kilowog interact with Hal uh, Sinestro. In, you know, Should left Sinestro him. was amazing. Uh, who's that guy that plays him? Uh, Army? No, that's not right.
0: Uh, oh, Mark
1: Strong. Um, Mark Strong. Mark yeah, Strong. He, he
0: was the bad guy in the first Shock Holmes movie, also.
1: Which was he was amazing in both of those roles. Yeah, he's absolutely. a very
0: good actor, and I love very how they set up for the next Green Lantern movie to be about Sinestro. It's just I don't know if they'll make that movie
1: now. They're they're going to make it, but it's going to be well after the code. amount
4: of money that they spent on the first Green.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like, just, I
4: don't know. Just, Go ahead, sorry. I think after the, how much they spent on the first movie, and then it bombed, you know, con- comparison. I'm so sorry. My laptop is, is sucking frickin' balls right now. Um, I can't get this. I don't know if I'm synced up with you guys or not. Anyways, uh, what happened with the first movie was that they spent all this money... And to me, it looked like a pretty video game. Um, it makes... They made this very pretty-looking video game with, you know, Ryan Reynolds and whatnot, but they spent way too much money on the first movie to bomb out, and now, you know, I don't think the second movie's going to get made because of the fact that they spent so much money for a bomb movie. At one
1: At one juncture, I heard that he was in for another dark, gritty reboot of the uh well not like gritty reboot but like the, the the second film is going to be darker and more serious and it's like no that's absolutely the wrong direction man of steel does not be need to be a frank miller clone Uh, Nolan's Batman only worked because it was Batman and you know I'm kind of seeing like the 90's sort of comic book thing where like Watchmen comes out in the mid 80's and then you know people are like all comic books have to be like that and it's like no man no just it was a good story because it was a good story not because it was dark and gritty. It was a good story that happened to be dark and gritty. You're and, focusing on the wrong plot points.
0: And I think that's what's going to be the problem, because we've already seen it, like you said, with Man of Steel. They've decided it has to be dark and gritty, because that's what worked with the Nolan movies. I mean, in all fairness, Nolan is basically the godfather of the new Superman movie, for lack of a better term. He's right, we're seeing oh, yeah. parts of it. But Superman is not a dark character.
1: No, absolutely not. And I mean, even during the 90s, where he was like, Mullet solar suit Superman <laughs> like he was, he was really nice guy he was like he was like I just have long hair and then he would like fly off and you know eat Neufchatel or uh, uh, you know cream cheese bagels with Lois on the moon or something but like you know it's like uh, um, uh, it's just you know comic books and comic book movies don't need to be dark and that's really what drove the Avengers to success because even though they were set in sort of Pseudo realistic. They weren't like realism like the Nolan movies were, but they were definitely set in sort of a, a more realer world than a lot of comic book movies had been set in before, especially the latter Batman movies and uh, Catwoman, Elektra, Daredevil, uh, which were set in you know sort of uh, and and uh, the Second Punisher for sure, which was just set in a crazy <laughs> comic book yeah. world. But like you know like that can work too. It can be a, you know a good movie, but like you know you have to sort of figure out you know what what where you're going with and i think that as soon as marvel studios started really developing their characters and setting up a universe and there were universal rules just like anything once there's rules then you can start to build upon things and i think that they did a fantastic job of setting up the avengers they did a fantastic job of making you care about those characters and you know i just i love i love the sort of uh Steve Rogers Aquaman dynamic that was going into it where Steve Rogers in the Avengers was sort of the, the I relate him to the Aquaman uh, allegory. And just, and just so you guys know, I'm a huge Aquaman fan, so there's no disrespect intended here. But um, the, uh, the, the thing about it is is Steve Rogers uh, is a man out of his element. And that's how, kind of how I've always viewed Aquaman uh, in the Justice League. Uh, he's the, he, Aquaman is an underwater king, a king of 70% of the earth. And then he's hanging out on, the, on, you know, land and he's still powerful and he's still relevant and he still has all these abilities, but he's not in his element. And I f- really feel like Steve Rogers in the Avengers was like that. And he was, he was sort of a, you know, was like, there's only one God and he doesn't dress like that flying out of an airplane. But like, you know, uh, that's that an awesome that scene of, too. What? That was an awesome scene too. Oh, yeah, it was great. You know, at first it was like I was like, okay, there's Steve Rogers, have fun. But like the more I think about it, I'm like, man, that's that's great. That's just so <laughs> it's so it's it's, so fitting of his character. Exactly,
0: you know? it, it hits character to a T, where he's that earnest, good moral character kind of superhero, where he won't cross the moral line really, and everything is good and wholesome, for lack of a better term until you get to some of the darker stuff they're running now, but...
4: Right,
1: well, I mean, I've
4: you actually know. heard some interesting uh, quips about that line, because uh, people are, you know, how we are with religion and in these days, this day and age, like, people are like, really, do you think he had to say that? Do you think, you know, Steve Rogers would have had to be Christian? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, just, just read the comic. It's obvious he's a Christian, but, like...
1: Well, even and so mean- it's not
4: overly, like, there... In,
1: well, know. And and that's that's a really good point. Is is that Steve Rogers' background lends him to be some sort of, you know, uh, uh, you know, sort of quote unquote all American from the uh, 1940s. I um, needed air quotes for those of you listening to the podcast. Um, but uh, you know, he's he's sort of this uh, this this guy who you know in that in that time in that place where he was from, he yeah. would have been a, uh, most likely some form of of, of Christian. Denomination, you know, and you know it's it's funny because it's sort of the weird sort of uh, uh, placement of like he is hanging out with demigods and guys in armored suits of suits of armor and you know people who can rip alien technology apart with the bare hands and he's like he's like you know I still hold on to these beliefs and it's like okay you know um, it's just like I don't know like right. from BC oh go ahead.
4: No, no, no. Keep going.
1: Oh, I'm, just, from, I'm from DC chiming comics, in. Uh, from uh, from DC Comics, there's a line in the Starman uh, 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 comics from the 1990s where uh, one of the characters in there, Ted Knight, is this old JSA character, and he's an atheist. And uh, and uh, you know, uh, when a Superman asks uh, Jack Knight, uh, who's his son, uh, the the 90s Starman about it. And he says, um, he says something along the lines of, he's like, how can your father be an atheist when he served on the same team as uh, the Spectre? And he's like, that's just my dad, you know, and some comic characters are like that, you know, it makes for an interesting thing where, you know, they have such strong convictions, even though they're hanging out with people that completely contradict their, uh, their sort of worldview or their, their, their religious experience. So I guess it, uh, it takes all kinds to fill the road, as uh, Bruce Campbell says.
4: No, it's, I. I think it's interesting, but like my my big joke was that because everyone was like, "Don't post spoilers about the Avengers," "Don't post spoilers about the Avengers." My big one that I used the most was that the the ice didn't freeze completely through, and Steve Rogers was a zombie. I <laughs> thought that would have been great, but that's just me. But um, I think people tend to forget that he's from you know the 1940s. He's not because you, you you even see like little actions that he would do, like he would tend to protect Black Widow. Like went with, with the right. shield and stuff like that. You well, can I mean, see he, that he's he's from. No, go ahead. And he even
0: has the other manners, everyone's everyone sir and ma'am when he talks to them, and even the clothes he wears straight out of the forties.
1: So he's, he's basically a modern day Midwesterner.
4: Yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> I can say that because I'm I'm a tried and true Midwesterner. So I
4: was gonna say I'm Chicagoan. Whatever you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. I was actually just in Chicago. It's uh, I, I know. I felt bad there. that I couldn't. I couldn't oh no! It's it. I was too tired to do anything. Like I was gonna go sketch in the park, and I was like, I just like, I'm just going to sleep. <laughs> so I hope too. there wasn't anyone from my Twitter feed like looking for me. Like I'll be at a Chicago park. I'll give you hints at where where it is. I'll do sketches for you, and then like I just sleep in a car. Um, <laughs> but, so but yeah, no, it's um, it's you know, there's a lot of really good parts of uh of Steve Rogers and the Avengers. And, you know, I think that they did a good job of sort of filtering the movie through his eyes. That's something that someone said, you know, they filtered it through the eyes of Steve Rogers. And I was like, yeah, they did, but it was Iron Man's show, sort of. And then, you know, I wish Thor would have got more screen time, considering it was his brother that was the villain. But, uh, you know, what what can you do? I'm a Thor guy. It's hard
0: to balance that many characters, though, and I think they did a really good job with what they had.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, so. it got,
0: and who knows what all the deleted scenes were. Suppose there's about 40 minutes worth of deleted scenes, and there, those might be the scenes where you might have seen Thor and Steve Rogers get a little more screen time to themselves, or where they're the the center of
1: focus. Right, right. So, Ruffalo Hulk was amazing, though.
4: I was going to say, I, I was very impressed with, with Mark Ruffalo as Hulk. Like, I, going into it, you know, I was a little scared just because I did enjoy Edward Norton so much, and I had talked about that before, before, you know, I, I went on my tiny hiatus there, uh, that Edward Norton was my favorite Hulk because I have a love for Edward Norton and whatever. But, you know, what? I, I, I really enjoyed Mark Ruffalo. I really enjoyed him. And
1: well,
4: not to dominate the conversation here, but I just wanted
1: to add, uh, uh, Jess, that uh, the, um, uh, the thing about Ed Norton's Hulk was... It's pretty great when you go to a Hulk movie and you go in with the intention of seeing him smash things and then the entire movie, you're rooting for him not to turn into the Hulk. That's pretty powerful. That's a good performance if you're going to see a straightforward action movie about destruction and then you're actually like hoping that he doesn't turn into the Hulk because you're so with him on that control journey that he's having of, you know, controlling his his anger and things like that. So and I think it's set up perfectly for Avengers when when you know when it was revealed how what his secret was for controlling
4: it. So I think what they what they screw up with the Hulk movies and what they fixed with the Avengers and I hope that they keep it this way was the fact that they focused so much on him not turning into the Hulk. You know, don't make him angry, blah 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 that sort of thing. When and with the Avengers is that they finally showed that, look, he has control over it. You know, now they can actually make a movie on him. And I think that was the downfall with the Hulk movies, is that they they just didn't have that control. Because they just kept making it the same, like, to me, it felt like the same movie over and over, just with better acting as time went on. But better acting and better special effects. But it was always the, oh he got into the accident, oh now he's running because he, you know he might get angry, blah blah blah. But now with the Avengers they revealed, you know now he finally has control. Now he, now we can make a real Hulk movie. At least that's how I felt it. It would finally get to like now we get a real Hulk. <laughs> I, th- I
3: think the next time we're going to see the Hulk, and this is just my personal. Opinion here, and uh, a lot of pe- it was I, I believe it was hinted at the end of the Avengers movie that next time we're going to see the Hulk and Ruffalo is going to be in Iron Man 3. Uh, it's going to be Iron Man and well, the Hulk. I know it.
0: I, I will this say fantastic. what they have said is they signed on six movies to be the Hulk, not necessarily six Hulk movies. But what they've said about Iron Man 3, when you go into the casting and the talking with the producers, is that they're going to do their best to separate Tony from the Avengers in that movie. So you might have the Hulk or at least Bruce Banner in the very beginning just as like a cameo type thing similar to what they did with Pepper and the Avengers but I don't think he's going to play a prominent role
4: No. I, I don't think he'll play a p- prominent role but I think they'll, they'll begin the, the bromance going you know, they'll keep that bromance going that they got and it'll be very it might just be him working in the background you know they, they're very brilliant minds and they're putting them together which I think is a fantastic idea I, oh, I
1: agree. I'd love to see either an Iron Man 3 or Hulk 4, 3? It'd be Harry's reboot. Yeah, well... Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um. The uh, uh, um, The thing about that, though, is I would love to see them introduce in Hulk's movie, Hank and Janet. I would love to see that. Uh, sort of as, as... I think that that would be the place to put them... Or possibly an Iron Man three, but yeah, you, I, I really think that Hulk a Hulk movie would be the place to showcase. There's Avengers. a
0: crazy conspiracy theory for the debut of Ant Man. Is it supposedly? I think it's Edgar Wright was supposed to be directing a rumored Ant Man movie, but where's the article? He's
4: I been, would cheer so hard if there was Ant
0: Man. Well, in this article on Bleeding Cool, they talk about there's another one, there's a one shot on the Avengers Blu release called One Shot, and the last two are about Coulson but they don't say what this one is, but if you remember, Edgar Wright has been making some odd comments about Ant-Man recently. He said, um, I shot something recently and can't tell you what, and maybe I'll shoot some Ant-Man sometime this year. With these two quotes. And there's an unnamed um, one-shot vignette or whatever on the Avengers, so everyone's starting to think that might be Ant-Man.
1: Interesting. I mean, I, I would love to see... Ha- the. You know, my three favorite mar- Marvel characters are the two Hanks, Hank McCoy and Hank Pym and, and Thor. And so I would love to see them get some screen time and and just bury the whole wife beater thing just way deep deep underground where yeah. it never sees the light of day. It's a way to, to completely destroy that character forever. Just I was reading, you know, I I, I don't read a lot of uh, Marvel these days, but I used to when I was in high school and the Ultimates were coming out. And I was reading the Ultimates and I was like but Ant-Man, does he really, like, try to beat his wife? Like, is that really true? And then, like, they're like, yeah, he has in the past, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I was like, well, that doesn't seem like the Ant-Man that I used to read in, like, Avengers, like, the Avengers reprints from, like, you know, Kirby and Lee stuff, so. I don't know.
0: Marvel makes a lot of
1: bad decisions regarding their characters.
0: All I know is that Nathan Fillion should have been Ant-Man, though.
4: Nathan Fillion can play any role and everyone would be happy ever.
1: Yeah, I do want to like, see him as like Batman. You can't,
4: you can't cast him for
1: everything. Come on, guys. Oh, I like, don't want to. <laughs>
4: well, okay. I wanted to be him. <laughs> okay. I
1: I thought that Nathan Fillion would be wrong to play live action Green Lantern. I thought that he would be even though he's a great actor, I don't if he were playing Alan Scott, I'd be totally fine with that. But there's no way that he would be Hal. Now he does a great Hal voice and I love his voice acting uh, in in the DC Animated Universe movies when he does play Green Lantern, he has a great Green Lantern voice. But I just, I don't see him as a Green Lantern. It's the same thing with Kevin
0: Conroy. I love his Batman voice, but I never would have advocated him being live-action Batman.
1: Absolutely not. There's no way. Like, he is the iconic, like, when I read Batman comics, that's the voice I hear in my head. Exactly. I hear Kevin Conroy. Right, right. But it's like, well, it'd be weird to be reading, you know, Christian, quick to the Batmobile, Robin. But, you know, it's like...
2: (laughs) Yeah, Josh hears Val Kilmer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen... Forever gets a lot of flack, but it's actually a great Batman movie. It's a terrible Bruce Wayne movie, and Val Kilmer is a terrible Bruce Wayne, but he's an excellent Batman. He's a good Batman. Batman. Excellent Batman. Oh, I know. And that movie was a love letter to the sort of uh, uh, 90s reimagining of the uh, 1930s and 50s. Not the 1940s so much Batman, but 1930s and 1950s Batman. It was it was it was definitely apropos of a nineties reboot of those of those two forms of comics where he was, you know, sort of pulpy and outlandish and and crazy. But it was good. It was it was a it was over overall an entertaining movie. So, I mean, I don't know. I have a I actually have a Batman Forever poster in my house, but it's just because uh in, in my man cave in here, but uh it's because my wife loves Tommy Lee Jones, so fair enough. It's a great movie. So but, yeah no, I, I, nathan fillion would make would make an okay ant-man i don't think that i think now the like 2002 nathan fillion would have made a great ant man mm-hmm. i think now he's getting to be a little bit too old for that role so but i don't know maybe yeah, maybe, like... maybe well no and i'm not trying to be ageist here at all <laughs> i'm not saying that i'm just saying like as a, as a as an actor he sort of develop different roles with, you know, Castle and things like that. Like, I'm not saying that he couldn't play it. I'm just saying that now he sort of... Like, I see him in a different light. I don't see him playing Ant-Man. So, maybe Hank Pym, but not Ant-Man. Hmm.
4: You know, I honestly... I don't know who I would cast in for Ant-Man. I'm one of those people, though, who... Like, really advocate people to go outside of the normal celebrities that we have. Just because I, I work in theater, so it would be really cool if those of us who are working our way up from the bottom <laughs> could actually have a shot. But, you know, I don't think people really get, understand how much money we put into theater and, like, how much we put into our acting lives and we get nothing out of it. So it would just be nice to see someone actually succeed from the bottom up and not just pay their way to the top so I you know I have people who I can imagine in out here but nobody knows who they are so it's just kind of like, uh, it'd be kind of nice I me mean, one last thing all fan Avengers
0: then I'll stop talking about it is did you see that Robert Downey Jr. is getting paid percentage of box office so right now he's made about 50 mil off Avengers
3: so, so he pulled a Jack Nicholson Robert
0: Downey Jr. that is I'm sorry yeah, yeah, he pulled a Jack Nicholson. Everyone else signed these smaller contracts, but since he kind of set everything up and had done two movies already, they signed in that he'd get a portion of box office. So he's making bank. They were saying he over 50 million.
1: He's going make
4: bank. I mean, seriously.
1: It's, it's the Lucas thing where Lucas is like, all right, uh, you guys can pay me whatever you want, but I want merchandising rights for toys. And they're like, ha, 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 okay.
0: <laughs> and then you got Return of the Jedi. Little do
1: they fun. know. Little yeah. do they know. <laughs> Which is why he made Return of the Jedi, just, like, all, like... He's like, maybe I could add more ships. Maybe I could add more aliens, (laughs) (laughs)
0: like...
1: Add more toys!
0: Yeah. I think Return of the Jedi would have been better if he'd gone with the original plan to have everything take place on Kashyyyk and have a bunch of Wookiees. But then he realized it's it's a lot harder to find giant people than it is to find midgets.
1: (laughs) It's true. true. Little little people people actors are in short supply. But uh, uh, absolutely no pun intended. I didn't mean to say that one. (laughs) <laughs> um, but, well, no, I don't know. But I think I, there's a lot of legitimacy now in little little people. Like, like not that there ne- ever was a question about it, but, like, you know, like, they're really coming to the forefront, of spirit, especially with, um, oh, Tyrion Lannister. Uh, what's the gentleman's name? Uh, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, who is amazing in 30 Rock. He's great. He's the best. Him and Arya are the best part of Game of Thrones. It's just, it's it's really starting to become more... Uh, there's more little people actors really coming to the forefront. And I think that, you know, that's, that's something that's really, really important. But, you know, and there's, there's a large group of them, you know, and they don't just have to play, you know, I don't know. I was, I was watching a documentary about it. And, you know, you know, the only roles out there for a long time were of elves or, you know, hobbits or whatever. And now, you know, it's becoming more and more easy and socially uh, right to cast little people as, you know, people which is, I think is, is great. But, yeah, it's, there are a lot of little people, actors out there that are sort of uh, uh, looking, out looking for work. So I think that, you know, George Lucas kind of had a, a soft spot for that and, you know, kind of uh, made it. And also, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But uh, true story, Peter Mayhew's the jerk. True story. True story.
0: Yeah, I've always heard he's really nice.
1: Uh, he, I must have caught him on a bad day, but I, I was, it was uh, Wizard World 2003. I was 17 years old. And uh, my my brother and I went down to the Star Wars alley to kind of you know meet him, and uh, and so anyways we're going, and uh, I went up to his you know thing and I I went to to go meet Peter Mayhew because I was a huge Chewbacca fan, just absolutely my favorite Star Wars character, uh, you know, and uh, uh, so anyways so I go up to meet him and he's sitting there pre-signing autographs and I was like. I was like, well, Mr. Mayhew, it's a, you know, it's a huge honor to meet you. And, you know, growing up, whenever we'd play Star Wars, I was always Chewbacca. And just, you know, I uh, just, you know, I love Chewbacca. And I just think he's a great, you know, great character. And and thank you for portraying him and and being so great to the fans. And he looks up from signing autographs and he's like, you know, like, well, that's all fine and good then. But if you're not going to buy anything, get out of my stand. And I was like, what? So, I mean, I don't know. That's just the experience I had. But then again, I had a really good experience with Alex Ross whoever else tells me is not a great uh, person to meet when he's signing autographs. So, but, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. So maybe he's just having a rough day. But. <laughs>
3: he's got to pay bills too, man. I'm just... <laughs> <sure that, well, laughs>
4: no, uh, my sound's all screwed up. Um, I've had days where it's just uh, convention... Conventions are very high pressure especially for you know actors who are from previous movies that aren't necessarily like Star Wars kind of sells itself but if you know you they go into panels and they don't really have anything to promote cuz you know they're they're based they're there for one reason and it's from a movie from you know 20 30 years ago whatever so it's kind of I, I know that they get sometimes they, they tend to get very more pressured because they need to sell these things so they can make money and they can pay their bills too. So uh, I, I kind of know where he's coming from. I feel bad that you had that experience with him. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I've never had somebody, at least in, in my convention working days, that that was just an absolute asshole that I couldn't deal with.
1: I mean see, I've never had that experience either. I met like Dave Prouse, I've met Jim Lee. I've met uh, you know uh, a whole bunch of Kevin Smith, and they've all been so cool. And it was just like it was just like stunning to me. But like you know, like I understand everyone has bad days, and you know, I might have been sick or under the weather or whatever. So
4: it, it's very possible, and you know, it just it happens sometimes.
0: I met Edward James almost a couple years back, and. He was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And was willing to sit there and talk for 15 minutes about Battlestar Galactica, even though I'd already gotten my autograph.
4: (laughs) That's great. I think I could just hug him. I don't know. He seems like a guy that would be great for hugging. He follows me on Twitter.
0: He follows (laughs) everybody on Twitter. So he can bombard you with Waterkeeper (laughs) stuff. I
4: know. But I was like... I saved that email that says Edward James almost is following you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I feel important now. Yeah,
4: oh. Admiral Adama follows me. Oh, <laughs> uh, Wow. Well. Okay. Did, does anybody else watch Dexter?
1: I've seen the first couple
4: of, or right. like
1: the first couple of episodes of the first season, but uh, no. Uh, watch Dexter. Oh, he Admiral. was on of
4: last, He was on this last season of Dexter. And this whole season, like, I, you know, I was really expecting it to start going downhill because, you know, you, you start watching Dexter, you, like, you always feel like once a show hits, you know, so many seasons that it's just going to start going downhill and blah, blah, blah. And this is Dexter's fifth, fifth season, I think.
1: Fifth and or i I'm not
4: sure. Yeah, it was it was season five or season six, and it still kept the momentum going. And especially in um, Colin Hanks was a, it was Colin Hanks and, and Edward James almost were the two, two uh, baddies this year, and it was just like head explosions. Awesome. I love Colin Hanks.
0: Did he ever say frack?
4: He didn't never. He never said frack. No, oh. I'm sorry. But like. Just like it was, it was total head explosions. And now there's only two seasons left. They've already like I'm glad that they wrote out an ending and everything for it because they're they're going to end the season. They're ending into eight seasons, I think, eight or nine.
1: Or right, I, I know
4: it's two more seasons to whatever was just say, happening. So I think since we were on season six, we're going to be ending it season eight. Um, and I I'm since they wrote an ending, they can keep that momentum going. You know, you see the momentum fall with people that don't know how many se- seasons they're
1: gonna have. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you what uh I guess if if we're going for the transition here, I'll tell you what uh T V show I want for at least three more seasons and possibly a movie. Uh, <laughs> six seasons
2: in a movie.
1: Six yeah, seasons in a movie. Six seasons and a movie indeed. It's my absolute favorite. I just I cannot express how much I absolutely love community. I cannot Absolutely cannot. It, and since we talk about I'm, video games I'm a lot, very, if anyone
0: saw it, they did the 16-bit episode where they made everything look like a Super
1: Nintendo game, and it was that was so great. I just watched it last night. So great, it
4: was, hey, Troy, and I've been shooting. Blah, blah. Like I actually, I I enjoyed the hell out of that. Like you shouldn't see me squeeing. Like my poor, my poor family. Like they're they're dealing with me going through some stuff right now. And like they're just, <laughs> they're like, why are you screaming? I'm like, cause it's 16 bit. It's it's, it's <laughs> so exciting. And, I uh, I'm very upset with what what's happening with Community. I don't know if everybody's up to date with that, um, but they're moving it to the the they death, yeah, they're moving to yep. They're moving into the Friday death slot, and they got rid of Dan Harmon. Well, well he's a creative consultant,
0: and they're pairing oh. it with Whitney.
4: Oh, God. Here's,
1: here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about that. The tri- Okay, and, like, this is... I'm going to play devil's advocate here, okay, on, on, on three different points. Or possibly two, I remember. I don't remember what my third one was. But first of all, the Friday Night Death slot is no longer that big of a deal because ratings are down across the board.
0: And yeah,
1: NBC, NBC. NBC knows now, unfortunately, that when we came back to save Community... That there's a huge fan base of, of, of viewers out there who don't necessarily watch it when it comes out. We watch it on our Hulu. We watch it on, you know, uh, 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 what's that thing called where rich DVR. people can record movies? DVR. Uh, that's
4: what I have. DVR, I love yeah.
1: my DVR. <laughs> so, um, anyways, so, uh, but, you know, they the DVR things. Um, and so, like, you know, that's not necessarily a big deal because they're still going to be getting revenue and, and viewership. They know that, you know, we're there. Now, Whitney is the worst TV show I've ever seen. Worse than Cop Rock. Worse than, uh, uh, oh gosh, any other horrible TV show that you've seen. It's, it's awful. I, I watched the first th- episode and I wanted my 30 minutes back. Exactly. Yeah. I don't hate Whitney Cummings. I, I don't think she's the most talented uh, comedian in the world. But I, I do not hate her like some people do. And Two Broke Girls is actually really funny. Um, but like I just I hate Whitney I hate the TV show Whitney and so like you know like the, yes they are pairing it with Whitney which is awful and no one's going to go there to see Whitney but pretty much we'll go to see a, a community anywhere that it is if we're on at 3 o'clock in the morning they'd still have a huge fan base and people would still watch the TV show so it's not it's not like the traditional sort of you know, well, you know, people are going to go out on Friday nights. Well, you know, we all live on our computers now. We all, you know, so it, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, but uh, because, you know, this is, uh, this is Ready Player One or uh, the surrogates or anything, you know, the, the robo-future where we're all plugged in, the Matrix. Um, but, uh, no, and then also, uh, you know, Dan Harmon, you know, being kicked off or leaving or whatever the thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Dan Harmon fan. Growing up as a geek in the Midwest, the Dead alewives were something that are spoke about in hushed tones and legend, uh, uh, you know, being, being in, uh, in Wisconsin in exile. I mean, you know, a bunch of guys from Milwaukee in the 80s coming out and just being like, we're nerds and we love it. And, uh, you know, and he was part of that group. And, uh, you know, I have an immense amount of respect for Dan Harmon. Um, and it's very sad that he's leaving the TV show. I will not, under any circumstances, boycott my favorite TV show on the air, no matter what happens. My community no, right or wrong. He's,
4: he's not... He he didn't leave. He didn't know he was forced out. He was getting kicked off until right. he land. Yeah, he was on a plane and there was an announcement made. He didn't find like nobody contacted him. Nobody told him anything until he saw it on the internet.
1: And that that's very wrong. And I don't agree with NBC's decision to do that. And I think that, if that was it was actually
0: Sony that did that. Oh really? Because Sony is a Sony Entertainment, whatever. Oh, I didn't. I don't know. The I didn't. To it, so it wasn't NBC in that one. I don't think. I think it was Sony, from what I'd read, that oh,
1: did okay. it.
0: well, uh, yeah, we're, we're quick know. to dump on NBC for everything. I just think we should be careful not to if it's not their fault.
1: Right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> totally. totally. I, I didn't have that information. So, and I mean, so far, I mean, I, I, NBC is pretty much the only television network I watch because I watch, you know, Thirty Rock, uh, SNL, um, uh, uh, Parks and Rec. Any the the office any sort of their you know comedy stuff so but
4: I and think I love, they're I mean, making CCTV a mistake shows. with what they're doing though.
1: Yeah, it's it's not like, it's not they, a good business.
4: Thirty Rock Parks and Rec and Community are all up for their last seasons being next season, and they have shortened them. And I'm like, this okay, Thirty Rock especially, who is who's a long time stander in the community, like of uh, like everybody knows Thirty Rock. Like I don't know anybody who doesn't know 30 Rock and it's it's one of those shows that everybody knows and it's going really strongly this season Like I think this season has been absolutely fantastic especially the live show Like the live show was just amazing to me
1: well John Hamm is just a genius but
4: that's true 30 but Rock <laughs> is
3: the uh, Tina Fey show right? yeah it's okay. the Tina Fey show where she is Tracy Morgan is Tracy, Tracy
4: something, something Annie you're fired
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, don't watch. all I know is it has Tina Fey and the chick that got to touch Mariah Carey's body in the music video and the dude, sorry
0: I, I will tell you, Josh, you have to you can watch it on Hulu, you gotta watch Community you, I think you'd enjoy it, because it's got lots yeah. of nice references and especially one of their last episodes where literally it was like a giant Super Nintendo game there's,
1: there's a rebel flag hidden in the mountain it was so funny so just, it, was, it was great It was, it's just so, like, so many in-jokes, but, like, things that you, you can watch and get, and it's funny if you know what they're, it's funny if you know what they're talking about, um, and, you know, or, it's, it's funny if you don't want to know what they're talking about, but it's really funny if you do know what they're talking about.
0: Any TV show that takes three seasons to set up a Beetlejuice gag is good in my book.
2: (laughs) Did anyone anyone else
0: notice that, though? Like in yes. season one no, they it's mentioned Beetlejuice. Th- season two they mentioned Beetlejuice. And in season three they did. And the third time they said that guy just walks by just like Beetlejuice in the background.
4: <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh I, I, think, I think anybody who can pull off something like that I don't think should have been canned. <laughs> you know? Like and the people problem- noticed it. People loved it. And I'm like sitting here like, why would you get rid of the person who created things like Troy and Abed? You know that that relationship right there is just a magical relationship. I don't
2: it is
0: the problem, the problem with community that we have is that it's not designed to appeal to the masses, it's like not. most of these other things and a lot of TV shows you see nowadays are designed to appeal to the masses. Really,
1: And this is don't one of don't even get me started on Big Bang Theory. I hate that TV show. I hate it.
0: <laughs> I liked it at first, I think and now he's it's passionate getting, about hating Big Bang Theory. Do, do you want to cut it? Because that's what we do on this podcast. we cut things we hate <laughs> yeah, just,
1: no, just put it on a slap track just gone. uh no I, I just oh no i could spend I could spend three hours my with my plot points about how big bang theory is is just it's an awful awful TV show it's just it's damaging and I to like the big Bang TV theory as a
4: whole what I, I okay here's the thing. I enjoy the Big Bang theory, but I enjoy it on a very shallow level i don't ever go deep into thought like if i when i when i go deep in thinking about it like i hate the fact that penny doesn't have a last name penny isn't a real person you know i i i I, as long as i don't think about it i don't mind it like I, i used to really really enjoy it and then it all became about dating and relationships and blah 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 how much i hate that you know, and I, I've gone into discussion uh, when Elliot was on the show on how much I hate relationships in and sci-fi and, and relation. Don't get your dirty relationships all over my stuff. And I, with on a shallow level, Big Bang Theory is entertaining as long as I don't go any deeper into thought about it.
1: The, the problem I have with it is. I have been friends with all kinds of nerds, all kinds of geeks and dorks and, and people who are interested in the same thing that I am, uh, people who are loosely interested in the same thing. I have had friends that are into anime, which I don't do. Um, but, like, you know, it's just... I don't know anyone who acts like that. I don't know people... Oh, it's, really? a, it's, a misrepresent- <laughs>
2: it's,
1: it's a misrepresentation, though, to say that, you know, it would be like... I don't know. Having, like... Like just like having an African American or, or black character that just acted like like uh, like you know John Shaft all the time like it, it's it's inappropriate it's it's not it's not befitting to have sort of this this uh, uh, you know uh, collection of uh, people that are supposed to be you know and people always ask me like oh you like Big Bang Theory right and I'm like I'm like no actually I find it almost offensive like it's 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 because like and they just make cheap comic book jokes all the time like I'm like I'm like come on. Those are just, they're so... And I know that they're supposed to be, like, mass appeal stuff, and I just, I hate it. I hate the whole, you know, just... I mean, at least they're getting some of their stuff right, but I just, I can't... Oh, it's making me stupid how... Banished, forever, gone from this program, so...
4: (laughs) See, I just, I... With with Big Bang Theory, and, and... I think... This is just how... I know people who are Sheldon, I know people who are Leonard and all that. I think they really missed out by not adding a black guy into it because I don't think they realize how many black people are in the community and I think that actually drives me crazy. So I'm like, we're, we're very stereotyped to be either white guys or Asian guys. And it's like no, it's it's everybody. Like there's nerds from every kind of race, and there's female nerds like me, and it's not just me. There's a lot of female nerds that are out there.
1: And and well, and that's a, that's an excellent point because you know, like it's like the entire original premise of the show was there's these three nerdy guys who are sort of you know the the the, the seven dwarfs and Snow White thing, where you know they're they're there to add as a, you know a, a, a sort of a support group for, or support cast for this, this female character, and then pretty soon it just de like, oh, the nerds are taking off, so let's leave her behind. And it's just, like, but, you know, like, the original thing was supposed to be, like, them falling over themselves about this pretty girl. And it's, like, it's like I've never, I I just, I don't know. As as a married nerd who married, like, another nerd, it's, like, it's, like, it's not, it's, it may be like that for some people, but it's never been, like, I've never had that experience where it's, like, I was like, oh, I don't know how to talk to girls. I've always been, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just more social than than most nerds. But there are tons of female nerds out there. There are tons of 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 of, of people of color who enjoy nerdy things. There are tons of of people all over the world from every single background, every single ethnic group or or credo or religion that like nerdy things, and I don't think that it's being properly represented in the Big Bang Theory, and a lot of geeky media. So, Or when, and when they are represented, they're represented in a way which is not accurate or becoming.
0: I look at it this way. The Big Bang Theory is a parody of nerd culture. It's not... I, all right. I was a nerd before it was socially cool. Nowadays, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm a nerd. I like comic books. Come on. That's not how it was mid-90s, oh, you like comic books, ha-ha, and ha-ha, and all that stupid stuff. But nowadays, right. it's exactly. actually become exactly. acceptable, and it feels like Big Bang Theory almost at times. While I enjoy it, just from an entertainment standpoint, at times, it's almost like a step back, because I like to go to just the old cliché jokes.
1: Right. And it's like, I don't know, it is frustrating. It's frustrating for those of us who uh, fought in the trenches and, you know, uh, you know had their Subulba pencil toppers stolen in, in the freshman year of high school. Uh, and uh, they found it uh, ground up in front of their locker, uh, like me. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard That was a very imagine.
4: specific reference. I think this might have happened to you. <laughs> right.
1: No, it's still bitter. Still bitter. I love that Sebulba pencil topper. Uh, anyways, but uh, no, like, you know, I just, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's hard for me to imagine now that, you know, like, had you told me, you know, 10 years ago when this was happening that, you know, like, well, you know, you're going to be watching an Avengers movie, there's going to be, you know, uh, comic book t-shirts and hats in every Walmart in America. Um, So it's just, you know, it's just, it's nuts that, you know, we've inherited the earth, but now what do we do? What do we do with our detractors?
4: I think that... Exactly, um, <laughs> I I think be like just coming from the female nerd perspective, we aren't at, at least for at, at least for a lot of girls, and I don't know if it's I, I know a few other girls who have gone through this as well, where people think we're fake, with that you know we were created by a society because because. Um, They couldn't just have the, the male, white nerd who lives in their mother's basement anymore, so we're just a product of our society, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like sitting here like, no, here's the thing. I couldn't tell anybody when I was in grade school that I was reading comic books because I had a Power Rangers folder, and I was ridiculed beyond belief for having a just a Power Rangers folder and I wasn't about to open my mouth and say oh yeah by the way I read comic books too and I watch Star Wars and I can recite the entire series for you and you know all this other stuff I don't I I couldn't you know we we weren't allowed to come out until I don't know the past five years or so where people are just like, yeah, being a nerd is cool, and I'm like, oh, so I can tell you that I've been reading Green Lantern since I was, oh, I don't know, four, and Spider-Man was my very first comic book, and X-Men is something that I want to be. I want to be an an, an X-Men, and I'm just like, I I don't think... I, I think that it was very much missed that... And I think Big Bang Theory, as much as you know, as much as Andy hates it, as much as, um, as much as we don't want to give it credit for, if we didn't have shows like Big Bang Theory, it wouldn't be acceptable to be a nerd. And I still get mocked for how nerdy I am. Like, I have friends who aren't really nerds; they just kind of know what I'm talking about, and I'll make a reference to it, and they'll just be like, oh, psh, "Whatever, nerd," and like they they'll you know. And that's fine. But, you know, as long as it, I think Big Bang Theory paved that way for nerds to be acceptable, or helped pave the way for nerds to be acceptable in popular culture. Well, I
1: mean, that's that's a, a valid point to make. And, you know, I, I do tend to sort of go, if I don't like something, I really don't like it, I actively tear at it from the outside but um i I, I just want to say that it's awful that that you had that experience, and you know I mean, uh you know, sort of the neil Neil Gaiman thing where he was talking about how being a straight white male is the easiest setting uh if if real life were a video game that being a straight white male is the easiest easiest uh difficulty setting <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's true because I mean, you know uh you know regardless of of your your financial situation. You know, uh, in in society, in our, our screwed-up society, that's, you know, that's the norm or the, the you know, acceptable norm, especially for, for being a nerd. And it's just, it's so awful because, you know, like, and I don't recall, I'm sure that at some juncture I was like, girls can't be nerds, blah, 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 guy stuff, even though, like, the stuff that I was doing was considered to be the least masculine thing you could possibly do. Um, but like, you know, like I, 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 wised up very quickly as soon as uh, the first time I played D&D with a girl, um, was, uh, probably about, I'd say 2002. And it was like, there were so much, she was just amazing. She was a, she was a great role player and just way better than all of us. And I was like, what if, you know, all girls are better at D&D than boys? I want to play with girls. Like, you know, obviously, um, so like like uh, um, that's and I just I don't know and that's the moment that it clicked. I was like, she knows exactly what she's talking about. She's already played D and D like 400 times. Like and that was like when it sort of like opened up for me. I was like, wow. Like you know like female nerds not only exist and like my mom's like an anglophile. Like she's totally into like King Arthur and like you know like Monty Python and 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 just you know and all this the sort glitters. of stuff. So like I was sort of raised by a female nerd. But, it, you know, I didn't really click with, like, my specific set of stuff until I was exposed to it. And then I was like, this totally makes sense. So, I mean, I'm sorry that you had that experience. I, I really wish that, you know, our society were different no, in that it's,
4: regard. It's that, that's just what it was, you know, growing up. It's like, okay, this part of me I'm not going to talk about. You know, the fact that I was obsessed with Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like just wanted to be one of them. Like, I just, I was, ah uh-huh
0: such job. a nerd,
4: and, you know, you're not allowed to talk about that when you're a girl and you're a kid growing up, and you know, like, I would, you know, being being bullied is just part of the gig, you know, and that's fine, I don't, you know, I can, I, you know, I'm a big girl now, I can hold my own, and I'll knock you out if you say something stupid to me, but I mean, it's, it, it is what it is, and, you know, I, as much as, and bringing it back to topic, you know, as much as we hate on Big Bang Theory, as much as we hate on, you know, I, I hate, uh, my personal thing that I hate, like how you hate Big Bang Theory, is this TV show that's coming out on TLC called Geek Love, which is a geek dating reality TV show.
1: Oh, my soul just and died. And I
4: fucking hate it more than life itself. And it's, because it, they literally did what, they they took the stereotypical geek and I'm so awkward, and I, you know, I only make wookie noises, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, dude, can you make us look like such losers? Like, I think. Oh, we are make you look, look far worse. Just, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll can take you... all
0: progress you've made in society, and we'll just mock you completely for it now. <laughs> <laughs>
4: like they made us look like the worst possible things in the world. Like they made us look like we're the most socially awkward beings. And I'm like sitting there like, "No." Like, yes, there are some of us out here who are socially awkward. And you know what? That's fine. But why would you fucking put it out on camera? Like, I was I I I I, I still write so now and then for sciencefiction.com and, you know, I I do work for uh, I do vo- I do volunteer work with uh, New York City Comic Con and <coughs> C2E2 where they film these things because they have speed dating and I'm like I, I just I-, I I I just walk away because you know what just you, like
1: you have to because it's it's not representative and there are a lot of you know uh, introverts out there introvert geeks and, and things like that and that's totally legit like that's totally fine. Um, you know, I'm not trying to bust on anyone who's an introvert or anyone like that or, you know, things. But those people are people. There are our people and we need to take care of them. And that's, that's like, not take care of them because they can't take care of themselves, but, like, have their backs with what they what they want to do and their, their personality type. But, like, you know, it's just it's completely ridiculous to think that, you know, uh, you know we're, we're socially awkward. You know, because I mean, you know, you've got all these nerdy people that are running things now, running huge mega corporations. You know, uh, uh, lots of people in Hollywood now are geeks, or were able to come out as geeks, and you know, uh, you know, just it's 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 ridiculous to think that's so awful. I just can't believe that that's actually a thing.
4: It's it's awful, and it like that insulted me more than The Big Bang Theory had ever insulted me. Like I'm just like, okay, I'm a single girl who happens to be a nerd, and it's not the fact that I can't get a date because I am socially awkward and a little weird and I'm perfectly okay with this. Like, I I know I am. Uh, What insults me is the fact that we we put so much uh, on our society. We put so much to be in a relationship, to be in this, like, you constantly have to be with somebody, blah, blah, blah. I enjoy being single. Like I, I, you know, I'm not a whore. I don't go out and sleep around or anything like that. I just kind of feel like it's it's something that is way underrated in society, and like shows like The Big Bang Theory and Geek Love, and um, make it look bad for those of us who are out there, you know, who are geeks and a little socially awkward and you know whatever that. it it makes it look bad that we have to be with somebody and we have to be with somebody from our own culture you know from the geek culture too because nobody else will ever understand us and I'm like segregation is an important part of the world that's not how that's not how society works like you can can be in in, you know you could be labeled as the geek and date the prom king you know it can happen or be be
1: the prom king or prom queen it's exactly it's open you know, I don't know, as, you know, as geeks in the past um, our my father's generation, my mother's generation. There was a huge amount of labeling that went into everything. Geeks would do it from the inside. People would do it from the outside. And, you know, we have to, you know, section things off and make, you know, make certain people are this way, certain people are this way, you know, and that's just a very old fashioned and wrong way to think. And I think that that's something that we have to really think about in our culture, in the, in the geek culture. As geeks, uh, you know, we can't start, you know, trying to divide ourselves into groups and start saying, you know, hey... Cause, like, I'm going to get an anime guy's back just as much as I'm going to get, you know, someone who's into western comic books or, or anything like that because I understand that guy's experience. Something, he likes something completely different, she likes something completely different <laughs> and that's totally fine, but I'm going to stand up for him because I didn't, you know... I didn't have those experiences and and think well now that you know we're on top or whatever that it's going to be you know any better any worse for anyone else i just we have to stick together It just we have to as and you know and as a human race as as people that live in north america as 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 geeks as whatever we
4: all have to stick together and i completely agree i think that they i think any dating show any like The Bachelor or whatever, what else is out there? That's fucking stupid. I hate reality TV. I think it's fucking dumb. Shows mm-hmm. like Community need to strive while like shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. You mean need Jersey
3: to die. Show, Shore? isn't the greatest TV show ever. Is that what you're saying? I will
4: punch you in the head. I, thought I will punch you really hard in the head. <laughs>
1: <I'll> talk <laughs> about talk about uh, em, emulating what you hate. It's just like what would you do? Your punch to the face. Uh, no, <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, uh, it's just so ridiculous, and like, you know, but, you know, reality TV is actually very easy to produce, it's cheap, uh, people, people love it, it's the, it's the equivalent of, uh, you know, the, uh, the town, uh, uh you know, in the medieval times, that are the, you know, the, the town buffoon eating mud in front of a place, and, you know, begging for coins, right. it's that sort of entertainment, just someone farting on a stage for money, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's ridiculous. It's
4: just it's ridiculous It's it's it makes us it makes us as a society look bad you know even in just America alone like you go to another country they look at you like you are a drunk buffoon blah 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 and it's like, I, you know, that was a horrible accent I don't even know what I was trying to go for there I'm sorry um, <laughs> but I mean it makes us look bad as a culture and I'm like why doesn't anybody else see this like why why do we continually watch these shows? Why do we watch shows like why do people watch shows like Jersey Shore? And
1: mindless entertainment. So,
4: that's that's what okay, a lot we'll of people have said. TV it's like TV. It's,
1: there's but there's nothing wrong with people watching those TV shows. Okay. There's people people emulating these TV shows or thinking that that's real life or thinking that that's you know sort of how things were is or how things are is completely I mean, incorrect. Some people have the, the misguided belief. Is those... Some people have the
0: belief that if they act like that, that they too can be successful, like these dumbasses on TV. Just, just think though. Back when Jackass was on TV, then everyone thought, oh, if I go out and do something stupid, I can become famous too. That's why they had to put all those disclaimers on there.
4: But I oh. think, I think the thing that pisses me off is how much money these people are making. You know what? Those of us who are working really, really hard out there. You know, we can barely scrape by, but somebody who go, g- goes and gets drunk on TV and they make $20,000 and up, or no, they're up to like $80,000 an episode for some bullshit like that. And I'm like, and we ha- raise these people higher in society. That's a good plan, you know? But uh, it, that's, that's the stuff that pisses me off. The, the,
1: it's, it's, but though it's fine because I'd rather have my integrity, my dignity, and the things that I like rather than sell myself to that sort of, you know, uh, uh, you know, have that sort of money that was ill-gotten. You know, I, I don't know. As a person, and maybe just it's because I'm some sort of weird, you know, uh, blue-collar elitist or something like that, but, like, it's, it's, it's not... It's better... Those people can do whatever they want. People can like whatever they want. People can en- enjoy or emulate whatever they want, but it's not for me, and I'd rather have the things that I have and I've, I've worked hard for in my life than uh, um, just, you know, than, than just money or, or, or fame because, you know, I punched somebody of, on a boardwalk somewhere. It's just, I don't know. It's not, it's not, I agree with you, it's not sustainable, but people can do whatever they want. That's just, just how it works. So, basically, it, move it, on.
4: That's, that's true. Like, I, I, I agree that people can do whatever they want. I just wish that it was more dignified.
0: Digni- Dignity
4: doesn't know. sell like, on I, TV. It doesn't. <laughs> it, it really doesn't. Dignity is I, highly
3: overrated. Come on, guys. Seriously, we all but, went to college. But, we lost But, our but we're losing. There.
4: But we're losing the shows like Community, like, like Thirty Rock, like Parks and Rec, because we're selling more to these shows like The Bachelor and Jersey Shore and What's the
1: Betty Betty White pranks young people.
4: It's, I heard about that. I
1: kind of want to see that, to be honest. It's, uh, kind of. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Betty it's, White. It's it's funny, and Betty White's a great lady. Um, but it, NBC's like, oh, we can make money with this. We can make a lot of money with this, because like its ratings are like higher than like Community, Parks and Rec, The Office, and Thirty Rock. Com- no, all their Thursday show nights com- like just combined. Like it's just everyone watches off their rockers. And it's just like, it's just like, it's like, the you know, NBC's like, we're going to make 4,000 more TV shows like this. Well, so. the problem
0: is they'll oversaturate the market like they always do when something gets popular, and then it'll go away. Like, when you had the big game show craze with, like, Weakest Link and, um, Deal or No Deal, all those things, then you get all these clones that come out, and it kills off everything.
1: Right, so...
0: That being said, the British version of Weakest Link is awesome. I used to watch that when I lived in Belgium. Before it was awesome. popular in America. And I was like, this is awesome. And
3: then it came here and we gradually killed it. But Chris, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Okay, I'll sign <laughs> off.
4: Click, and suddenly Chris is gone from the hangout. <laughs> 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 For those of you on audio, the camera turned off. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, did, you guys, did you guys actually see the, uh, the episode of uh, Doctor Who during the uh, Eccleston run? Where there was a the future version of uh, Anne, oh gosh, what is she was a robot and like that they would just get killed yes. if they got cut off. So it was it was it was brilliant. No, very great. Yeah, um, it was a
4: fantastic episode. Um, I think you and I are the only ones who watch Doctor Who.
3: It's on my list. Yeah, I don't again television. No, that's don't I don't know. I I got out of television when I went into the army and I uh, never really got back into television. So. It's kind of just been my thing. Um, Fair enough. Not to to end this discussion early, um, but uh, to move into something a little bit different for a bit, uh, I figured we'd jump over into some gaming. Um, I think earlier before the stream we had mentioned Minecraft, but Minecraft for the Xbox 360... Um, has now sold more than one million copies. Now I'm not sure uh, what's what's its selling price on the 360? Twenty
0: bucks. And it that is, article that said that was on the 14th, also. So that's yeah. like five it's days 16,
4: ago. It's 1600 points because I just I got it. Oh, I got it about a week ago. Yeah, and which it I, has consumed my life.
0: And I think 1600 points translates to 20 bucks if I remember right, but I'm not 100% sure.
1: Oh, so yes. Microsoft points to use the metric system to calculate things.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yes,
1: so,
3: pretty much. Um, Do anyone know exactly the percentages of that that goes to Microsoft and, uh, or, that, or that would go to uh, Mojang? I was kind of wondering. It's like, I'm I wondering if, if not just banked another $10 million. <laughs>
2: it's
4: like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I just know that um, I was anti-Minecraft. Like, because my best friend almost missed her wedding because of Minecraft, because she was doing something in Minecraft, and she almost missed her wedding. Like, I I, I couldn't believe it, and I'm like, okay, you know what? This is going to be like a whole new World of Warcraft thing. I need to step away and just not play Minecraft, and then it came out for the 360, and what has happened? I spent my Friday night, um, which I, I still have things to write and stuff like that, especially with the debut of the web series, and... Uh yeah, I spent six and a half hours on Minecraft mining. Just mining. Just <laughs> going down a hole. It's fun.
3: What the fuck? <laughs> it's fun. I love uh, it it's really mining the, the act of the mining I find to be really relaxing. So if I am like, frustrated or something, I'll go dig a hole in
1: Minecraft. I'm like, Yep, digging a hole. <laughs> <laughs> my one of one of my friends was describing Minecraft to me and I, I'd never heard of it before. And uh I was like, so what's what's the purpose of the game? I was like, well, you start out with a pickaxe and and then you have to build a shelter, otherwise a zombie will eat you. And I was like, I was like, oh okay, that sounds interesting. And then he's like, and most of your time is just spent like you know rearranging blocks and and you know sort of menial labor and stuff like that. You can build some really cool stuff, but it takes you know a long time. And I was like, like I grew up on a 900 acre farm. Uh, no thank you. <laughs> so, but no, I I it's amazing now because like it nice. has like. They've created like the Starship Enterprise and like if you a can whole bunch of, like add ats it, and it's stuff. It's been
3: built like the biggest. I think the biggest community project uh, that's been built is a guy, or a group recreated the entirety of Final Fantasy VII. Wow! Like, did you see the guy that
0: built the working calculator though? Uh,
3: there's actually a some like a working uh, 128-bit computer.
0: Yeah, that's awesome
3: how does that work? Um, well, in, in the game, there's something called Redstone, which in its very basics is um, electrical wire. So, okay. on a really ridiculously large scales, you build basically uh, bits using, you know, you know, a bit is basically, is this on or is this off? So, sure. they build this huge, <laughs> huge thing, and I, uh, I could, I'll I find see so I can pull up a picture of one and find one and throw in the chat there for you, but they're absolutely huge and, um, using the basics of what a computer is, people build them out of redstone and dirt, usually, and they are absolutely huge, and it's like, like this takes up, this is like 10 million blocks, what's it do? It adds numbers. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool,
1: though, that's brilliant.
3: It is, that's part of what, uh, makes... Minecraft so amazing is if you can think it and you're smart enough, you can do it. Sort <laughs> of a digital Lego situation. But it's what it is. It's more complex. And, it's digital Legos. And we're getting mm-hmm. Minecraft Lego. And I saw that. are making that. <laughs> really? It's like, yo, I heard you like Lego, so we're making Legos for your Legos. <laughs> <laughs> so you, can Lego you Lego while <laughs> you Lego.
2: Because
3: basically... That's awesome. Yeah, it's and, uh, it was the first, uh, successful Lego Kuso project where, you know, community designed Legos, and, uh, Minecraft was the first one that succeeded, and then, uh, another one succeeded after that, um, I'm not sure exactly when they're coming out, but I already pre-ordered my Minecraft Legos. <laughs> like I'm
4: not... I can't because because I only play on 360 because I you know we've already talked about my PC capabilities here. Or lack um, there. I I already know that it it if I just stay on the 360 I can I can kind of tear myself away to do other things kind of you, you maybe. You lose out a
3: lot on the uh, 360 version because you don't have access to like mods and stuff, and there's a lot of amazing mods out there. Um, I, that's
4: that's what I've heard. But and you, are, sure also be.
3: don't know about servers um, for you guys either. There's a link there well, in chat to one of the computers that was built for you. If you want to check that what, out. Um,
4: what I've actually done is I have my own world that I've created on my 360 that I have friends who just come in and out, you know, as I'm on because yeah. as of right now I don't have anything, you know, other than writing to do, uh, given my weird employment situation. So. Like, I'll just leave it up. If even if I'm not there, I'll you know I have my way button thing going, and um, people will just come in and out. Yeah. And that's how that's how I have it running. Yeah. am the 360.
3: And you can get what four, or eight people, something like that, in in a yeah, world. Yeah,
4: I think you can get. Well, you can get four people on one screen as long as you have an HDTV. Yeah. Um, I think you can get up to eight people at a time in in the world, but like. I don't have that many friends on 360.
3: You've see my friend people. I want friends. Yeah, I'm um. kind of wondering how the multiplayer might help because, like, I have uh, I run a, uh, a 96 slot Minecraft server, so it's like, it's <laughs> like, how many people can I get on? Because I mean, I mean, the most I ever get on is usually about 20 at a time, but still, it's it's. So it's kind of trying to figure out the comparisons and the differences. I also know that uh, you're running uh, the Xbox version is actually like uh, two or three builds behind the current Minecraft version?
4: Yeah, that's what I've been told. Like, I haven't I haven't gone into anybody else's worlds to see, like, what they've created or anything either. So I don't really know what else is going on other than the stuff that I'm doing, which is, I'm still very, you know, I've played 20 hours or 25 hours or something this week, and I still haven't considered myself very skilled in Minecraft. I'm still learning how it all works and like what goes with what to make it you know this and i have so much redstone that i know you can in in the computer version you can turn that into a computer itself or into a working calculator
3: you can do it in the pc version you know, I can't, or in the uh, xbox version cuz that's been done since like uh, 1.3 beta so it's been it's been there for a long time well i just seems- don't know
0: how to do it it seems like lots of people have been playing, because Microsoft put some stats out, but five days into the game, players have spent more than 5.2 million hours mining, with 4 million multiplayer sessions played, and more than 2.4 million hours spent playing multiplayer. So, people are liking it, which is good. Yeah. I mean, I think it probably took Notch by surprise a little bit, too, because I guess he sent out a press release saying that... Uh, Microsoft just sent out a press release saying that Minecraft has sold a million copies in five days... Wow.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Notch is... Uh, I wish more people, especially more larger companies, um, will would um, take after Notch. Like, Notch from Mojang made $3 million last year in dividends. Instead of keeping that for himself and making his own wallet fatter, he gave it all back to the other employees. Every dime of it. That's cool. So... I thought that was that was nice of him you know Uh, but
4: yeah I mean you don't see a lot of people do that
3: I tossed another video in chat a video in chat uh, you can check it out either now or after but it's something else that's uh, popular in Minecraft that's really complicated and it's uh, using what's called music blocks or note blocks Um, and these note blocks or uh, added, combined together, uh, based on the block that's on top of, underneath them, they change their sound. Plus, you can give them different notes by right-clicking them. That's cool. And people recreate different songs. The one I actually threw in the thing there for you is a
1: uh, Billie Jean um, <laughs> done in Minecraft. Awesome. So the, there was a uh, something in, along in that vein. Um, and I'm talking because my computer keeps on asking me if I'm still here. Um, is uh that uh there's actually someone went through you guys remember Mario Paint? Yes. Yes. Uh yes. and you could you could there was actually a music creator program in Mario Paint. Uh well there's this thing, uh it's a Rick Roll but it's called Paint Roll and they created the Rick Astley never gonna give you up using Mario Paint. I've seen that Rick uh, Roll awesome. people. Yeah. I never could No, that's that's so awesome. That's so it's so like Minecraft is just so brilliant, like I don't know. I'm just now listening to you guys. I'm like, this is this sounds amazing. Like this sounds like a great game. It's I wish I didn't have a whole bunch of other responsibilities
4: because I would play Minecraft all the time. <laughs> That's the problem. Is that I have other responsibilities and I just we have keep a holiday. Now?
3: <laughs> When's that today? When Friday? Next Friday? Last? Next Friday. Monday's
0: a holiday. Next
3: Friday is Geek Pride Day. <laughs> If anyone cares to know that, the 25th is is actually National Geek Pride Day, so be prepared for craziness at comic book stores, probably. Um, (laughs) Well, so I got
0: a nice segue. We've been talking about building blocks and made a connection to Legos. Did you guys see it? There's all but confirmed a Lego Lord of the Rings game.
1: Oh, awesome.
4: I am so excited. Like... Like I, I saw that and I was just like, I will play the shit out of that. Like, I'm not even a big uh, Lord of the
0: Rings fan, and I was like, okay,
4: that's exciting.
3: I played the uh, Lego
1: Pirates. That was so much fun. <laughs> I,
4: play, I I just finished playing the Lego Harry Potter.
1: Oh man, those those are all great games. I don't own any of those. All I have is the Star Wars the complete uh, the, the complete trilogy, um, or the complete uh, both Zaga? episodes, like one through six, basically. And it's yeah, it's August. that's just a great game, so much fun. It's, uh,
4: the, the I think I don't think people take the Lego games seriously when they when they hear about it, and I think that's really un, that that's just sad because the Lego games are just fantastic.
0: They're a lot of fun, and they're you can play them at any age too. Oh
4: yeah, right. totally.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't have nice any
4: fun. issues with my nephew playing with it. And and it, it it's... Uh, it's
2: uh,
1: Go ahead.
0: It's really cool that for a game like that that covers some really in-depth stories, they're able to tell the entire story without ever speaking a single word.
4: <laughs> exactly. Like I think it. I think they're completely underrated, and you know they have the jokes and the gags that go with it too, and it's fantastic.
0: Oh, they're gonna keep churning them out because they're making bank off of them. I bet. And the DC oh. superheroes one comes out soon. Lego Lord of the Rings is coming out.
4: How
1: I awesome is that? I I can't. Well, it's it's uh. It's just it's it's amazing that you know uh, the 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 Lord of the Rings one is going to be fantastic and I did not care for the first Batman that came out like the the Batman one it was okay it wasn't as good as the Star Wars one that had come out but um the uh, the the number two looks awesome it's going to have Green Lantern and Superman and just I can't wait I can't wait so
3: hopefully it does better than DCUO I mean. Oh, DC uh, was
0: <laughs> awful, though. Uh, was I'm awful. happy to report I still have not installed that on my PlayStation yet.
4: <laughs> it's, I, I played it on another friend's computer because I was just curious. I wanted to know what it was. like. They got me playing that in League of Legends, which that's another game that consumed my life hmm. from their computer while I was there. Um,
3: League is good. I played that a little bit too much, Le- too. League
4: was fun. League was fun. But um, I I, I played about an hour of DCUO and decided that killing myself would probably be more pleasurable than playing that game.
1: I actually bought that. Yeah. It was so awful. Uh, I'm so sorry, dude. On, on behalf of uh, DC fans everywhere, let me extend an olive branch and say that I'm truly sorry. Um, and that, uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't play MMOs. Like, I'm strictly pen and paper just because, I mean, I don't know. I, I like that human interaction. Web?
4: It, pen and paper is easier
1: to me. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's far easier. And also, I'm not gifted uh, with with video games. Like it took me probably a year to finish uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, well, that's just because I was messing around. But like, um, the uh the the thing is, I don't I don't play MMOs. And like even like the lure of like a DC MMO couldn't get me like on the PlayStation Play. So I was just like, no. I, I can't do it so I'm so sorry though because I, I watch other people play it and it was awful just and like the voice acting was like way different than like the animated series or like they weren't even doing like impressions of them they are like hi guys I'm Guy Gardner
4: weird
1: like you know it, it was awful like it was just it was not good <laughs> the hey guys gold I'm box.
4: Batman let's go play a game <laughs> the absolute
3: worst was the booster gold boxes oh my god Uh like, <laughs> walk up and he starts just... telling you the history. I'm like,
2: what, what, what? Why, why <laughs> not? <up>? Stop talking. <laughs> uh, Booster
1: Gold. That sounds ridiculous. I don't know. As a Booster Gold fan, I I don't think I would like that very much. So yeah, they uh.
3: I mean, they went free-to-play, and they've done done—they've been hugely successful since then, which is good for them, but the game is shit. At least at least Marvel, when they realized that their D- MMO was going to be shit, they are like, you know what? We're pulling our name off this. Fuck you guys. And thus, Champions <laughs> Online was born.
2: Um,
3: so, I think DC could have done better if they would have went with someone who wasn't Sony.
4: <laughs> it's just the yeah, way it is. I think Sony... I think I think Sony screwed that up. I think if, if... There was, at one point, there was talk, and I don't remember, know why I remember this, but there was talk that Blizzard was going to develop something with the DCUO. Well,
3: Blizzard's and always rumored And I was just like, that would things. be
4: fantastic.
3: Like, Blizzard got rumored that they and, were doing like, a
4: Halo MMO for a while.
3: That'd yeah. be awesome.
4: But I think if Blizzard would have done the DCUO, I think we would have... Be, we would be having a completely different discussion right now. Probably. And um, how much we can't stop playing.
3: <laughs> right now, confirm that Blizzard working on, and this is confirmed, since you mentioned this and it's one of our segues here, so I figured I'd go right in. Confirm that Blizzard is working on, is they're working on the first expansion to Diablo 3. They're working on Mist of Pandora for World of Warcraft. They're working on Heart of the Swarm for StarCraft 2. Um, a free to play game, which is. Just out of the, I, I I don't understand. Blizzard can make crap and sell millions of copies, so I don't know why they're making a free-to-play game unless they really plan to abuse the hell out of microtransactions. And That's
0: exactly what I think it is. It's
1: it's just it's going to be a Farmville uh, Farmville Online or some sort of uh Harvest Moon uh, interactive MMO. <laughs> um, and the
3: other one is uh, Project Titan, which is the unnamed, supposedly. Um, FPS MMO. That's rumored that it's an FPS MMO, but um, Project Titan it's... is really all we know.
0: It's the modern day StarCraft Ghost. They finally got it done. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that would be the new free-to-play game, StarCraft Ghost, and you have to it's... microtransaction the hell out of it to do anything.
1: Yeah. It's just that it's Duke Nukem 4. <laughs> they, uh, they're moving past 3 and they're developing 4. It's going to be a... Uh, well, so it's your Project
4: Gearbox did Duke Nukem Forever, which I didn't play, I didn't hear anything good about. But,
1: well, wasn't that the game that was in development hell for like 15 years? Yeah.
0: I, I don't yeah. know. I played the demo. I, I know it those... felt like an old school Duke Nukem game.
1: Nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, but if you've been waiting for I 15 years, years really and that's
3: like what I you got. I waited 12 years for Diablo 3, and it's awesome. <laughs> it
0: blows my mind that game came out in two thousand.
3: No, right?
2: I was still in high school. <laughs> uh,
3: there's not a release yet a date yet for Mr. Pandar or anything like that, guys. Uh expect any anything I mentioned just now to be outside of Heart of the Swarm to be more than a year away, I would say. Heart of the Swarm I think I was, is supposed to be this year.
4: Didn't World of Warcraft just have an expansion?
3: Uh a while back, all, like almost two years ago. Burning Crusade or whatever? Uh Cataclysm. Oh.
4: Cataclysm was the last one. Yeah. That was I, I played up until Cataclysm came out and I'm like, I'm I'm not doing this anymore, guys. I'm done. <laughs> <Just Yeah>. Done. <laughs> I, I
3: quit shortly after Cataclysm, um so yeah. Um Minecraft actually helped me quit while wow.
4: Yay. just trade one crack for another. <laughs> yeah except Minecraft is like completely worth it because you don't have it's nice you don't have to play with other people if you don't want to like with wow i felt like i always had to be on with somebody otherwise it was just pointless um with Minecraft, you can just kind of yes i keep saying Minecraft, and i'm doing it on purpose um you can just kind of play on your own, and if somebody comes into your world, that's cool. Otherwise, you're just going to keep building. And there's no real point to the game, and, and there's something character. soothing about that. There's something soothing about the fact that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Nobody cares.
3: Basically. Except for creepers. They care. They,
4: they... Creepers care, but I just... They if I if I'm just hug. building, I'll put it up in peaceful mode because I really don't want to deal with that while I'm while I'm trying to build something.
3: They just all they want is a hug. That's all they want. They want
4: a hug and to explode.
3: <laughs> if you feel you hug them, you fill them up with joy and they can't contain it. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they take out
4: your house. <laughs> uh,
3: but um yeah, uh, so I mean blizzards I mean they're busy. They're so busy. Um I'm also like, along the same lines, I like that Activision has stated that they are pulling themselves away from Blizzard. Because um, they felt that they have done nothing constructive to the company and only have heard it since they've put their hands in it. So they're taking their hands back out and letting Blizzard run their own crap. So
0: If anyone from EA is listening, please do that with Bioware,
2: too. <laughs> um,
3: please. If, is that it? Or I'll cut you. I'll give you five bucks. I'll give you five bucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Every BioWare fan will give you five <laughs> dollars to never bother BioWare bucks. again.
4: Start a Kickstarter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a
3: Kickstarter to tell EA to leave BioWare
0: the hell alone. Good times.
4: Can we kickstart for five dollars?
1: Goal reached.
4: <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
2: successful. <laughs>
1: oh God. A, a buddy of mine, just uh, well, not on, an online acquaintance of mine, uh, just uh, just got one of his projects funded. Like, like he was going for two thousand dollars, and he ended up getting four thousand yeah, dollars. That's, that's so awesome. awesome! So yeah, awesome. So uh, uh, AceKilroy.com. Just gonna put right. that out for him. But I have uh, issues
3: with Kickstarter. I can't bring myself to back them because there's no guarantees.
0: That's what happens when you invest in someone, though. There is no
3: guarantee well, you'll get. I, yeah, it's like I, I, I'm gonna give this dude say a thousand dollars, and he's supposedly going to make this game, but then he decides not to. Um, I, I mean, yes, it's a risk of investment, and you get nothing back no matter what. Um, I mean, you some get, things you do. Well, that's not that's not true.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, certain people like uh like the Kickstarter for the MC Chris cartoon that I I funded uh was uh. He would give you a he would give you a call if you donated over like fifty bucks or like and then you just get like little like little stuff if you donated certain levels and then uh, like through like the Ace Kilroy thing like I donated at a very minimum level because just you know I don't have a lot of free access funds for quick Kickstarter all the time. Um, uh, thank you, HeroClicks. But uh, anyways, the um, I used to play that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, the, uh, um, the thing is, like, you know, like, uh, I'm getting, like, a free bookmark and a free coaster, and there's, like, like, uh, sometimes they'll, like, write you in as, like, minor minor characters, so it's, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, really good things that you can do for Kickstarter, uh, you know, lots of really good rewards if those things come to fruition, and so, like, you know, and for me, like, you know, it's, like, am I really gonna miss ten bucks? Like, you know, I'll just not go to starbucks or something you know or or go out to eat one night or something you know and then and then you have something you're part of something bigger so i i i think Kickstarter is a great idea
0: and some of the ones i've seen before is there's web series like to watch called the variants and they put a kickstarter up and it was if you gave x amount you got a copy of the season one dvd if you gave this much you get a copy of a signed script things like that and they had different levels so in some cases people are like well, I can pay for a DVD. I help them to fund season two. I mean, and part of it was even if you give like a hundred bucks, you get put in the credits as the producer or something like that. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. like, and that's that's awesome. There's a lot of the, uh, the
0: one that's been the most talked about lately is Have you guys heard of the Pebble Watch?
4: Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, it's this Bluetooth
0: it watch with amazing. an e-ink display that is supposed to work with your iPhone. And your Android phones and things like that, so that all your messages and stuff you get come straight to your watch. It feels just like a Dick Tracy thing, and that people are oh, setting it up awesome. so you can you can write apps for your watch, and it, it will last for about a week on a charged battery because it's the ink display, and it, it completely interfaces with your phone to do everything. Oh, God. And what they were doing there is they said you give us 80 bucks, you get one of the first ones that comes off the line. You give us like I'm I'm not sure exactly the dollar amounts, but um, if you give us like 110 bucks, you can choose the color of the watch that you want
3: makes me think of uh calculator watches all over again it does and <laughs> oh man i miss calculator how watches they <laughs> were only so trying awesome. to get like a
0: hundred thousand dollars and right now yeah they were trying to get a hundred thousand dollars so far they've gotten ten million two hundred and sixty six thousand eight hundred and forty five dollars wow <laughs> for the pebble watch it's ridiculous and i think it's about to close
2: out yeah that's yeah. Cool.
3: the most successful one i had seen prior to that was uh the Yogs Cast was doing one for to make a to make a game. If you're not familiar with the Yogs Cast, um, they're huge freaking YouTubers and whatnot, mostly on the uh, Minecraft uh, market. But um, they were making a game and they ended up getting like two or three million dollars. Um, but they have an, they had a name behind them, so that's what they were using to sell that.
0: The guy who does the Leisure Suit Larry games, if you remember those from like the old computer days, he put up a Kickstarter to. Uh Read to make a new Leisure Suit Larry.
3: And Carmageddon.
0: Mm-hmm. There's some really cool stuff that they're doing with Kickstarter. I mean, and granted, I think Kickstarter takes like a 5% cut or whatever of whatever's made, which uh,
3: is... I think so. But that's a, not awful. I mean, that's... No. They're offering a service. they, they And they, exactly. have, they have server costs. And they're
0: proving that this venue seems to work, or at least so far it has worked. The thing that people aren't realizing is like what you'd said, Josh, is there's no guarantee you get anything.
1: Right.
0: You're giving your money for them to try and do something. It might not work. It could fail, and you're out your money. And people haven't realized that yet. So let's say hypothetically, the Pebble Watch never works, which I don't think is likely because they've already shown all the prototypes of it working. All these people are like, Oh my God! I didn't get anything. I want my money back. Without realizing that you're basically acting as an angel investor.
1: Yep. Well, and that's the that's what's keeping me from starting a Kickstarter for a project that I'm going to be working on. Uh, which is a sort of a creative commons superhero thing where you know basically I've I've got about 400 different superheroes supervillains things like that and basically it would just be like it's this universe that you can build on to add in whatever use it for role play purposes use it for whatever and uh, but like you know the the thing that really scares me is I'd love to do a kickstarter for it so I can be compensated and have funds to print things off or to put things online, create a website. The only problem is, is do I have enough faith in myself to be able to not let those people down that invest in me? And that's that's a huge deal. Like before you enter into any sort of thing, like, you know, I know how hectic my life is right now, how I'm going to, you know, how how you have to be on top of your stuff if you're going to be a Kickstarter person and and do something over Kickstarter. And so I think that that is something, though, that I've always felt comfortable giving to Kickstarter, you know, enterprises, because if it's a really great idea, or most of the time it's people that I've heard of or know or public figures, and it's sort of, it's like, it's like, you know, I trust those people. So it's like, you know, like, like, I know that I'm not going to get, you know, left by the wayside or whatever. But, you know, like, I think also the sort of hype of like thinking about like, well, can I actually do this, will keep a lot of people away from Kickstarter that aren't going to be able to finish things. So, you know, being being able to, to believe in yourself, I think, is a major part of Kickstarter. And so that's the reason I feel comfortable donating yeah. on Kickstarter. Yeah. So.
3: The other thing you're going to get, sorry, go ahead.
4: Oh, I was going to say, like, with Kickstarter, and if you're, if you're funding things like games and stuff like that, they'll send out update emails like, okay, this, thank you for helping us fund. Let me tell you what's going on right now. And they'll send out updating emails so that you know what's going on. And uh, I haven't... I, I don't have the funds to back anything that I really want to. Like, Sentinels of the Multiverse has a has a uh, Kickstarter going... I believe it's going right now, or it just ended, um, for a new expansion pack for their tabletop game, which I'm in love with. I, I, I think it's one of the most fantastic games that's out there. And um, and they'll, they'll continually send out updates. And... I think that is part of what makes Kickstarter awesome is that people will send out those updates because, you know, they invested their money into it. They want to know what's going on and they'll send out these updates saying, you know, hey, this is where we're at in the, in the development and blah, 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 blah. So I think that's something that, you know, if you are worried as an investor, you do actually get some sort of update going on.
3: Yeah. You also have to uh, be aware that the internet is full of jerks and scam artists and scam artists tend to be very good at what they do and you have to realize that at any point since people now have made over a million dollars using this that people are going to try to use it to scam people out of money it's going to happen
4: they've already shut down a couple like Kickstarter has shut down a couple of different um, projects because of people being turning out to be scam artists
1: so That's, that's crazy. Hey, would you guys uh, excuse me for just one second? I'm just going to be offline for just a
3: minute. So. Okay, sure. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's all important. It's just important to be um aware, I guess, of what you're doing before you do it. And make sure that you trust, and he has Batman cheats.
0: Batman brave yeah. and bold, it looks like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
0: <laughs> I thought they were earlier. I just didn't say anything. Now I can tell for sure.
3: Um, but, uh yeah. On a side note, uh, also awesomeness. Um, on the twenty sixth, tsunami makes a return. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah? I, I
4: don't watch. I saw that. I know, and I, but it was
0: like that's bitching. Yep.
4: My my best friend's birthday is May twenty sixth, and he's like he's like, it, it, it's the best birthday present I've ever received ever. <laughs> and for you
3: people on so
4: excited for that
3: in the Chicago area and whatnot,
4: Me- any
3: anywhere not in West Virginia. Uh-huh. Uh, and the East Coast. Uh, you guys can see a eclipse today. Is that today? Tomorrow.
4: It's on the West Coast.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm and,
4: and it is today. Um, it, we might be able to see it in the Midwest, but it's, going, it, it's mainly for the people on the West Coast.
3: Yeah, we can't see it at all. But you can probably just go
0: on Twitter and someone will have some pictures up there from the West Coast.
4: Yeah. I don't know what time it's at exactly. I didn't I did I thought it was there. at
0: noon west coast time roughly.
4: Okay, so it's gonna be two o'clock my time. I'll be outside then, so I I can check and see. Um but I I'm getting the idea that the Midwest is not going to be able to see the eclipse. I think it'll be strictly on the west coast.
3: Oh, and uh Yeah, M M O wise, I'll listen to her that line, uh, a lot of information. I haven't had a chance to read all of it. Maybe one of you have. Uh, it's not in the show notes. I meant to put it in there, and I'm sorry about that. But a lot of information has came out about the Wait Elder Scrolls MMO over the past, uh, what, weeks? Since it, it's been, what, two weeks since it was announced? One week? Something and just like that. they've been dumping information all over the web randomly. Good. What, what kind of stuff? Uh, the most recent ones talking about not punishing the player. Um... It will be playable solo as well, apparently. Um, which uh, it's like okay, then no one's going to use the MMO portion.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they still get their monthly fee then. Yeah,
3: probably.
0: <laughs> you can um, keep paying us five bucks a month to play a solo game. That's a great idea.
3: But it's like it's I haven't actually, I haven't had time to read it because Diablo. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's like my 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 soul is Diablo. But um. Okay, we're about at time anyway. Um, it's just I. Oh, you
4: all in your Diablo.
3: Diablo. Middle finger dance. I'm
4: middle finger dancing. I, I, oh, I know all of you. a lot
3: of you were probably angry at this, but I was really happy that they didn't delay my game for your damn consoles.
0: I didn't expect them to. <laughs> I didn't expect them to. I really. Blizzard I,
3: does not make console games. I. Yeah,
0: they to. tried. It's called a Starcraft
1: Ghost. It's <town>.
0: We'll, we'll not talk about StarCraft 64.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Um, I don't think that I would like to play a uh, Diablo game that was on PlayStation 3. I don't think that I could. I don't think that I'd... Is it point and click?
3: Yeah, Basically.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, like Diablo 2, it's like literally the same thing, except... Yeah, um, yeah, I don't see how that would work in on a on a PS3, that would be awful. I can't
3: say it's exactly the same, because you have a left-click ability, a right-click ability, and then you have a 1, 2, 3, and 4 ability, so they actually give you a little more versatility. Um, apparently Diablo 1 was on a console.
0: Was so. it? Huh. How many mice have you gone through so far?
3: Uh, none. I saw on the first one so far. <laughs> I'm only halfway through Nightmare difficulty. I got a lot of i lot of I got to figure
0: there. your left click button's got to be on his last legs by Probably.
3: now. Probably. So I still have to do Hell and Inferno. So. Uh, Diablo, such a good game.
4: Oh Diablo, I really like. I'm I'm super excited for whenever I get a new laptop, just because I really. As bad as I am at PC gaming, because I don't know what it is about PC gaming, but my my hands they're just like no, no, don't do this to me, and it's um, as, as bad as I am at it. I the, to me it's actually like it's more relaxing because like when I play 360 because I'm I'm a Gears of War freak, and I get really tense and I'm just like. Like I, because the controller's so small, and I'm, I'm I'm I feel like I'm 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 becoming a T Rex with my hands. Like I think that's that's exactly how it's gonna. Uh, that's exactly how I'm gonna die is like with a with a T Rex hands going on because I have played too much 360. And like when it comes to to PC gaming, I'm much more relaxed because I'm 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 open. Like because my arms, like you got one arm on the keyboard and you got one arm in the. In, in, the, in the mouse and you can move the mouse around and I don't know I feel like it, there's actually more relaxation technique to PC gaming than there is to am I weird? I think it might just be weird
2: it's
3: entirely possible
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs> I, I gave up on consoles a long time ago so and everything I hear about the next gen of consoles makes it like yep I'm glad I'm out of that crap because there's like hardly any good information except but for uh, the you don't
0: pro- want a Wii U?
3: A Wii U with cloud storage, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, welcome is, to, It's not that bad, apparent actually, but...
0: It's the same thing Microsoft and Sony already offer, though. Yeah. It's nothing new. But um, Microsoft's had cloud storage for almost a year now.
3: The thing that's getting me about the next-gens, and, well, Wii U, the fact that it's basically a useless console, it's like, here, have a Wii with a new controller. Um, uh, and an HD. Oh, and, yeah. So the, the Wii should have been HD in the first place. Um, but, um, the, like... The whole removal of backwards compatibility, I don't like. Um, even though originally there was no backwards compatibility, I understand that. But it's become it became a normal and it became accepted. And then they're like, no, we're not going to do that anymore because instead we want to sell you these games in our online marketplace and make more money off of you for nothing. Um, and also the their attack of the used game market um, is. Another thing that I'm not a fan of. I understand that they don't make money off used games, but not everyone is freaking loaded and can pay $60 for a game all the damn time. So...
4: I, I think that... I, I understand the attack on, on the used market, but I'm, I myself am guilty of only buying... not only buying, but mainly buying used games because, honestly, $60 to invest into a game that you aren't sure if you're going to like or not, it's really difficult. And... To just a, like there are some games where you know it's going to be good, like Borderlands 2. I have no problem spending sixty bucks on that game, or I'm actually getting the special.
1: Any of the Arkham games just sold, just.
4: Yeah, just, like there. I only buy. There I only buy
1: one video game a year, and that's and because I'm not a huge gamer, I don't game often, and when I do, it's just to relax, and you know, it's 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 you know when I just have time to myself, I'll I might throw in a game and, and play for a little while. Um, but like you know like I just I I don't mind spending that money actually it's nice now though that Redbox has started to carry the video games so I can like go like the next game I'm going to buy is probably going to be Dead Island because I played it and I loved it and I just thought it was great so like I don't know I think that the sort of gaming market is getting sort of broken that way where it's like you really, cause I can't drop sixty dollars on a video game. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's unless it's something I know I'm gonna like, like, like Arkham City, Asylum, World, whatever. Um, you know, there's no guarantees. So I like to play video games before I spend money.
3: Yeah, and that's another thing is like the Redbox and Gamefly won't won't be able to operate really anymore. Um, with the with this new setup, unless they can find a way to set up something with uh, Microsoft and Sony.
0: But none of the big businesses want them to exist anymore. I know. They've done everything they can to try and shut down the red boxes. I mean, by back
3: in PS2 days, when I was playing PS2 and Xbox and um, whatnot, I freaking loved Gamefly, man. That was awesome. It's like, yeah, whatever, like 15 bucks a month, and I'd beat the game, send it to you, and you send me another one? Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I, that's how I, I played uh, I Kingdom don't, Hearts. I
4: don't agree. I don't operate with Gamefly because that one does kind of bother me. But like I think I think what the mistake was made was that with the used games they don't get any kickback to the actual designers, which I I, I do feel is wrong. I feel like everybody should get paid for their work. Um because a lot of work goes into these things. So I, I completely understand and where they're coming from. But at the same time, I really wish that they would understand at the same time that because we don't automatically know that we're going to enjoy the game or that we're, that, that we feel it's going to be worth the $60, you know, $60 is a lot of money. Like, especially to those of us like me who work in the art world. So, you know, we don't make a lot of money as it is until we get famous or die. And, you know, it's, a lot of it's it's a lot of money. It's a lot of it. it that that is a week's worth of food for me. Sixty dollars is a week's worth of food. So I have to choose: am I going to eat lot this ramen. week, or am I going to play a video game? So you know, it's it, 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 I I think there needs to be more sympathy for those of us out there who can't, who really want to play video games with you guys, but we can't afford the the super things, you know.
3: I think the, another issue with the whole used game market um, is, like you said, the developers need to get their money. It's not the developers so much that's trying to stop it. It's Microsoft and Sony. They want their damn money. They could give two fucks less about the developers. <laughs> so
4: Which, if it's Microsoft or Sony, they can eat a dick. You know, whatever. They make so much money off of us as it is. Well,
3: The thing I, I hate about Microsoft, personally, is I'm a PC gamer. I love... I don't touch anything, any consoles, like I mentioned. And Microsoft is trying to fight the PC gaming market. They don't want it to exist because if people are buying games on the PC, they're not buying them for the Xbox, and Microsoft isn't making money off PC gamers. So, Microsoft actually is fighting the PC gaming market as best it can.
4: And that sucks. That's a whole... There's a whole market that they could probably get in on. That they're we just have, going to fight it instead.
3: They have Microsoft <laughs> Live Arcade thing for the PC. But it's a pile of shit. And they know it. Because they don't care to support it. Because they don't make enough money off of it. It's, right. it's all about the dollar bills these days.
4: Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Sorry, I'm sorry I
3: didn't that. I <laughs> talk good. Uh, we are at, are at time, though. I do believe so. Um wanna thank you all for showing up this week and and, 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 and chatting. <laughs> I guess this is the best we Yay. could say. It. Uh for closing statements I guess we'll start with Andy, uh, or Andrew, uh, whatever you prefer to go by.
1: Whichever. Whichever. Um so yeah. uh thank you, thank you so much guys for uh for having me and uh finally letting me be on the program. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> supposed to be on the first one, it just keeps on getting uh, you know, so and my, my work schedule has changed. So actually it was a sort of a weird loop that I had this Sunday morning off so anyways thank you guys so much for having me uh, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter it's A-K-A-P-E-L-L-U-S-C-H that's my last name also uh, Facebook.com backslash Art K-A-P-E-L-L-A-R-T so thank you guys so much for having me and uh, look me up on, online and I'll get you guys some free uh, free comic book drawing drawings so. yay comic
4: book drawing! woohoo
1: thanks for being here
3: um, Naki
4: Um, I'm back and I will be for a while as far as I know cause, like, things have been changing and I apologize for my mini hiatus there but I'm coming back and check out the web series uh, at Kryptonian Spade you can also follow me and Carly uh, Carly Spade she's uh, on Twitter as well at, at Carly Spade no spaces or anything like that uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'll be updating about it as well at, at one the number, Nerdy Cupcake. Um, and, um, you know, uh, hopefully you guys like the series and check out my book, Alternates.
3: Awesome. Uh, okay, the bald one, anything?
0: Um, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, I'm on there as at uh, Roundtable Nerds. Um, also, there's my website, nerds dot com where I rant and rave about nerdy things. And I also... Have a video game column on four maniacom slash games. So,